day the earth stood still But he told us where we stand And Flash Gordon was there in silver underwear Claude Rains was the invisible man Then something went wrong for Fay Ray and King Kong They got caught in a celluloid jam Then at a deadly pace It came from outer space And this is how the message ran
that with me. Ah <laughs> oh, no, I'm so sorry. Right, two seconds. Everything goes wrong. <laughs> You're on mute. Well done. Right. So, try it now. Can anyone hear yeah, us? There we go. There we yeah. go. Now it is working, but that, there's got to be a delay there. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> can you tell me so I can do the intro, guys? Is right. this working? <laughs> Sorry, everything's popping up today. <laughs> there we go. That's all, is, is, that a, is that a yes, goodwill? Just say yes. Then there's a couple of no's. I know, I know, and then the, Jake's confusing me. Oh no. Oh dear. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. We are live. I think it's working now. It's the things are moving. Yeah, it is on. Yes. Ah, there we go. Okay, yeah. so uh, for the second time around, welcome to the Nerdy Up North podcast. It's a nerdy podcast hosted by Northern Nerds. I am one of your hosts, Sam. And I am another host, Paul, who's very pissed off right now. <laughs> you always fine. Well, yes, um, and we are joined by uh, Team Podcasts Grant uh, to do a great, wonderful, I did a good opening, that'll probably be live on uh, Spotify, so check it out later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so the Spotify people will get to hear the greatness of that opening, but you guys just get out. Yes. <laughs> um, I'll try and reenact it, we're going to talk about the weird, the wonderful, the strange, the undeniable, everything that's is wrong or right with the world and that's just grant so <laughs> it wasn't as effective the next it's time not, it? no, no. lost its magic this no. fucking software fuck you sorry <laughs> well well that well that's gonna fit in nicely with something that i really am trying to push forward on this podcast and make it a permanent segment is how you doing oh i'm okay <laughs> <laughs> Are you really? <laughs> How you doing? What you've been up to? What you've been watching? How's your week gone? Um, I've not really watched much. I've been like quite tired, so I've been watching uh, easy watching stuff like MasterChef, boring crap. So I've not really watched anything nerdy. So I haven't really got yeah. anything for this segment at the moment. <laughs> well, I have a little bit because I came home on Wednesday mm -hmm. and. I haven't been watching anything because I just couldn't see my mum's telly. I'm that blind and she hasn't that far away. And um, we watched the first episode of House of Dragon. Oh, we right. just watched the first one because I've been to work like literally all weekend and um, didn't even have a Friday off this week. I'm <laughs> 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 angry. Um, yeah, so we watched the first episode of House of Dragon and I absolutely loved it. But I, I think I wasn't not going to love it. Like mm. if anyone knows me and my love of Game of Thrones, um, I just loved it. And we also watched Thor last night. All right. Did he hear it? He did not. Oh, he he did have. not. He thought it, was, thought it was very fun. He thought it was just a very easy watch. It was just nothing too overcomplicated. He enjoyed it. Cool. It was all right. No, great. I am. Um, there was something I did watch, and I've been watching every week, uh, She-Hulk. And each week, they just keep knocking it out oh. of the park with how good. And uh, again, not spoilers, but there's a little teaser at the end that just got me so excited for the next episode. because. <laughs> Uh, we can't wait for what they're going to be bringing No, in. but this is it. I saw your message and it was like, I'm so excited. I've just watched She-Hulk. I'm so excited. When Anthony, you said he's excited. Get it on. Get it on now. Come on, let me find out. <laughs> what about you, Grant? Have you watched anything interesting? 
Uh, I've watched all of the above uh, that you guys have mentioned, plus binge-watching everything that is Tolkien and Rings of Power. I'm damn deep down a rabbit hole with um, <laughs> fantasy and what have you at the moment. Um, Rewatching House of the Dragon episodically, like sitting there and, oh, well, the new one's out. That means I've got to watch all of the other ones first and sitting there for like oh seven God, hours. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, and I've watched a lot of horror this oh. week. Um, like, you know, same before we came on there, I've been recording, um, mm-hmm. been shouting my balls off and watching a bit of horror and what have you normally puts you in a good place to be, to be singing metal. So mm-hmm. I've watched oh, like yeah. Hellraiser and some movies that we're going to come on to. Oh, <laughs> right. Um, gotcha. I've got, I've got a vent horizon on in the background with <gasps> some nice, easy going visuals. <laughs> easy go- <laughs> oh my God. It, if has the bit, has the moment with the, the inside skin happened yet? Um, it's just at the bit where the medic freaks out after she's seen a kid on the table. Right. Okay. Um, so, cause it's like bang in the middle. I absolutely yeah, love that much. film. I love that film so much. <laughs> It's been a while since I've seen it, though. I might have to put it on me a Halloween list. Yeah, it's on, uh, I think I've got it on Prime. Um, yeah. Yeah, or it might be Netflix. I can't remember. <laughs> also, um, before we get into the awesomeness this is going to be tonight's episode, I personally just want to say a big get well soon to Beth after her little incident. She's in the chat tonight, oh, as she her. is nearly every week. So get well soon, Beth. I'm very sorry to hear. Sorry about your little bump. Sorry about your fall. <laughs> the naughty doggies dragging you about. <laughs> I know. Cruel, cruel doggies. <laughs> oh, I didn't want to make it a laughing matter. I was like, I feel really sorry for her. Yes. No, it's fine. Sounds like she's had an all right time to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, we'll get the disclaimer out of the way with, and I'm going to, I've actually purposely put the piece of paper in front of us, and I know I don't need it because mm-hmm. I've just done two weeks without it. So here we go. So everything discussed in tonight's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone. If you want to discuss anything from tonight's episode, please come and join us on the Facebook group and we can have an open discussion. What we won't have is anyone coming for us and telling us our opinions are wrong. We can all agree to disagree in fandoms. So let's keep it fun, keep it kind, and keep the toxic behaviour out of nerdism. Very well said. Thank you. Because some nerds can be twats, yes. I will drink to that. But um, gatekeepers are cunts. Yes, that's what we do. Try and keep away from and try and stay away from uh, anything mm-hmm. like that. Is I know we joke and have a laugh and stuff, but I would never give anyone shit for this thing. No. The love of the light. So that's always been the motto and what we try to do. And if you don't like a podcast as well, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to fucking tell us either. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, we're not bitter or salty or anything like that. <laughs> I'm foreman, but that's a different matter. <laughs> and I am the cult leader, and I will target everyone when I feel like it. <laughs> exactly. But yes, exactly. Uh, but which night? Tonight is all about the butt movies. The butt movies. Yes. Um, that's one thing I wanted to ask you guys before we get into the top fives, because I know when we do get in the top fives, it goes on and we do get quite emotional and quite intuitive towards them as well. Mm-hmm. What would you describe as a B-movie? Because in my eyes, that definition has changed rapidly and quite a lot since yeah. since the incarnation of the B-movie type thing. Yeah. 
um we had a really interesting because i brought this to my family i've been with my family today and i brought this to my family because i'm not gonna lie i've struggled with it. i generally thought this was going to be an easy one for me mm-hmm. given the shite that i like mm-hmm. but i generally i I, cu- I was bordering on cult on everything i was picking mm-hmm. and i'm like we've done cult i don't want to go down that route and me um my future brother-in-law pointed out like b movie is something that is that it's got heart it's got soul but it just didn't have that budget to like really project it into you know mm-hmm. big high-end filament but it still had a heart and soul behind it mm-hmm. one of my picks definitely doesn't have that mm-hmm. but i kind of see where it was coming from so it, it made us rethink a few of my picks yeah with me it's a similar type of thing so i know like i said the definition is like the the, it used to be like the double feature. It was the one before the main mm-hmm. event type thing that used to yeah. come. It was a low budget, uh, poorly acted, very fantastical. They used to do like these weird budget, strange, out there things. For me as well, through the years, that's kind of morphed. The budget, to be fair, sometimes it can stay low, but I think, still think we can have the high budget B-movies when the, the realms of the subject matter is so far out there and so crazy that it, it shouldn't work, but it kind of does at the same time. So the budget for me now these days isn't what makes a B movie. It's more the idea and and behind it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, that's just my viewpoint. I know there'll probably be a million people standing behind us going, no, you're wrong. You That's, mm-hmm. that's like I say, not what a B movie is. But... I think the evolution of the B movie, because you still get like the same trauma, like the trauma studios that make the same things. You can go back, to, like to the fifties and sixties when they used to make them. Even before that, when they used to like the mini cartoons. Technically, like when they used to have Batman on before, like like yeah. in, in the mission that could have been classed as like a the B movie or the B aspect. But um, it's just I think a lot of people as again keep trying to keep it saying oh this is has to be in this box but like cult movies or anything that we've discussed in the past when we've had the discussion because i know one of the first early episodes we did when your friend carolyn the lovely carolyn came on we had a little bit of a disagreement because we were saying is silent lambs in a horror film and now we've done a poll about horror movies and some of the Mm -hmm. choices on that poll people saying that's not a horror movie but who is anyone to class what's a horror movie or not? If it's got aspects of horror or aspects of like what can class as a horror, anything mm-hmm. can fit in that box. And that's what I'm kind of learning now. And it, it's kind of broadened me horizon a bit. So I'm kind quite uh, excited to do these type of things now. Yeah, I get what you mean. I totally get what you mean, especially that argument we had over signs of the lambs and then aliens propped in at some point. But I do get what you mean. Like who is to say what is what if there is aspects in there mm then then to you that's a horror film like so some things that we wouldn't like when you've put the witches in the horror category i don't see it that way tell you we, what if you're not scared of that movie you're something wrong with you <laughs> well we do know that there's something wrong with us but <laughs> do you know um no i just I, I totally get what you mean this is gonna be very interesting i am actually really excited because grandson and i was saying to my sister who should be joining us in the chat at some point i was like grant will come up with some wonderful ones i'm telling you be fucking wonderful <laughs> well like i say well, grant always seems to like be always a hard act to follow so i'm gonna be a bit mean tonight and make him go last so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what you get for being so good grant 
But yeah, um, I'm gonna kick us off. I, I, I sorry, I, I know we've like totally skipped. But what do you like, Grant? What's your views on like what would you class like as a B movie, or what would in your eyes, or like would you see it? Man, in thinking about this, I went down a little bit of a philosophical hole and thinking like if you know something that was originally a B movie but became more popular than the the feature it was supposed to be supporting you know did it cease to be a b movie at the point of reception is it to do with budgets and much the same as what you've said about how it's evolved you know what i mean a lot of straight to tv movies or straight to vhs movies in the 80s um would maybe fall into a b category without being the old school equivalent and to a certain degree straight to streaming movies but even even now there's movies coming straight to streaming that i wouldn't regard as b movies um, you know, they're very much up there for their budgets and their production and their casting and their writing and all the rest of it. Um, it this is definitely a, a subjective one. Mm-hmm. I think everybody's got their own slight view as to what would be classed as a B-movie, so mm-hmm. yeah. arguments are high in the chat. Bring it on. <laughs> yeah, let's go. When the chat is on fire, yeah. as always tonight, um, Vic's just joined us. I've just said, hey, hey, Vic. Um, so, Amy abuse at Goodwill. He can handle it. If you want to make goodwill work tonight, get them F bombs in, get them C bombs in, make that boy work. But um, I'll kick us off uh, just to start. I'll be a bit greedy tonight, just because, like, with the opening we've just had, uh, with the song that was played, I think it's kind of easy what my first pick's going to be, because I think it, as a B movie, it, it ticks all the boxes. Uh, it has the best songs and the most, like, fantastical uh tim curry's legs that you'll ever see uh the rocky horror picture show is my number one uh, first pick i i I don't think you would ever get uh, like as you said if you said put it in a box for cult classic it would tick that box um budget it's certainly not got a great one (laughs) no it's not got the biggest one but (laughs) but the only thing it does have going for it is the stars the people that's in this like like Susan Sarandon, like the actors, um, went on like probably at the start of the careers, but went on to do quite big things. Yeah. Um, but like even the whole premise, like uh, transvestite from outer space, um, coming to seduce every motherfucker that's around, um, and again, like I say, I'm quite like heterosexual, but I was almost turned by the way Tim Curry, uh, as soon as he walked out that elevator, like I say. It, walking something into us that I was always happy with. <laughs> I, I, There's no incredible. almost about it, mate. We're all yeah. friends here. Yeah, we would exactly. all fuck Tim Curry in this movie. All <laughs> of us. Anybody that says they wouldn't is a fucking liar. Yes. Well, I am incredibly straight and Susan Sarandon could definitely turn my head. Oh, definitely. Damn it, 100%. Damn it, Janet. Exactly. I didn't put this in my top five mm-hmm. because, and I know we've got, because in the early days we were like, I'm not putting this in the top five because it maybe it'll fit into another category, but I think we've like really passed that now. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I always, to me, it's a musical. Mm-hmm. But again, it's that conversation. Like for me, it fits more musical than it does anything else. But I really should look at the fact that yeah, it doesn't have a big budget. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is really like done on a shoestring. It comes from, it comes from gritty like on stage performances. Like why, like why would this not fit the B B movie category for me? Mm-hmm. And I didn't pick it. Like I say, it's about transvestites in space. So 
<laughs> and like, so, uh, sorry, a sweet transvestite. transvestite. Yes, and I always like as I said, Magenta Patricia Queen was my <gasps> absolute goddess. Like I had a crush on her. Like ever since I see that movie, I even turn into a small like boy, just like giggling, saying like how beautiful she is in this movie as well. I, that must have awoken my redhead goth fantasy like any any day of the week there. Oh well, that that explains <laughs> it. But I actually I have a Patricia. She has Queen... a lot to answer for here as well, guys. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, I have a little mini Patricia Quinn story. She was at a convention um not long ago that I was at, and I was working with Carolyn, and she was they have like. All the all the famous people at the back row, and Patricia's just standing there with nobody there, and I was like inside dying. Like I'd seen her the, a couple of weeks beforehand for the Love of Horror, and but I could not get anywhere near. It was a big, massive Rocky Horror reunion. Like who whoever could be there was there, and I could not get anywhere near her. Instead of like going over and like busting my heart out of this woman of like how much she meant to us as a, as a like, young girl, instead I just walked past someone. All right. <laughs> Try to be all and cool. walked away. Literally just went all right and walked away. And that was it. And I was like, oh, I was so hot. Like, I was sweating. <laughs> tell you what I do, what I do absolutely adore about this movie as well. Like as you said, it's a great musical. Because sometimes mm. when you get a musical or like films that do rely on the music, there's always like a duff song or a song that you can like skip. There's not one bad track in this movie as well. From start to finish, like, see, I adore literally yeah. everything, and I'm tapping my foot. And like, as you saw when before we went live, as soon as I put like double, uh, double feature on, I was like trying to not stop, <laughs> like, stop myself from singing away and like uh, tuning away to it. But um, uh, like, I say, my favorite song in the in the thing is uh the Meatloaf one. Uh, like, uh, when, <gasps> when Eddie comes out, whatever yeah. happened to Saturday night? Did, uh, Oh, my favorite song is about Eddie. Oh, when Eddie, uh, yeah, what was it? Uh, when, when Eddie, Eddie said, said he didn't like his teddy, like he was no, no, he was a no good kid. Bam, bam, yeah, that's it. Yes. That's my favorite song. Is that one? Definitely. Well, Grant, have you got a favorite song? Um, putting you on the spot now. Is it uh, "Coming Home"? Oh, yes. <gasps> oh, yeah. the end one. Um, yeah, well, Tim Curry looks like he's just given an incredible blowjob. That definitely works for me. You had to ruin it, didn't you? Like, it was that <laughs> lovely moment of that beautiful song, when and then blowjob came out. Well, to be fair, though, they were having an orgy in the uh, in the pool, and I think that was the scene where Susan Sarandon's tits pop out as well. So it's always a great scene. Ooh. It's a one for the recording yeah. pause, guys. Blu-ray is a good thing. <laughs> can we um, can we boot Laura from the chat? I don't get Rocky Horror. There's nothing to not get about it. It's fun. But like I say, if it's not for her, like she might That's not true. like the music. That's but, true. But to be fair, though, I still love you. All you need to do is get a bit of fishnets and a corset, and like I say, everyone can have a good time. At this time last year, I was uh, I was there in Sunderland mm-hmm. watching it. So you weren't dressed up though, weren't you? Oh, we've got the. <laughs> Goodwill, get rid of the spam. Get rid of the spam. <laughs> and my sister says she 69 is watching. 69 mega. <laughs> <laughs> what timing as well, talking about Rocky Horror. <laughs> but yeah, Literally I... just talking about sucking dick, and there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly before Goodwill gets rid of it. <laughs> but that's the thing, though. Because like, as I said, I think we've talked about it before when we've talked about, because Rocky Horror has come up in previous conversations. Yeah. And we've talked about like how we've got into it and how we found it and stuff. But for its time when it came out, it was very progressive and like say, um, quite shocking as well. Like I know it caused a lot of trouble. Like say because 
being gay and like say being promiscuous back then was always looked looked down upon and, mm-hmm. and oh, looked, uh-huh. looked on. So again, given that like element a kind of out like an, like an outreach and that's why it kind of grew as as it has been the cult following because it like it flopped big style when it was released it was like a mid-name matinee that grew and then like say the stage productions like mm-hmm. kind of grew from it from there but it's kind of like the little uh the little engine that could if it could it just started out and it become a, like a complete juggernaut now worldwide like like the stage show doesn't get like a quiet night it, it sells out every time mm. and that's yeah. how many years ago since it was done what was it 1975 and it's was it? still still going now and like as i said richard o'brien still living on them the rocky horror dollars uh, uh hey royalties he, there. he only needed the one didn't he just yeah. the one because mm-hmm. his next one after it which was like a follow-up to rocky horror do mm-hmm. oh, that that's like that's not just b movie that is like camcord like cam camcord you know the handheld camera so i'm trying to say that it's so bad it's yeah. so bad i can't remember the name of it though but it's terrible <laughs> certainly but yes yeah, so that's my first pick so i, I thought i'd awesome. get, get us out the blocks with the, like the weird and the wonderful straight away so that's the level we're going with guys tonight so <laughs> okay so that's that's where we're at right <laughs> well if Grant's going last, that means I'm going next. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, my fa- if you see my face lighting up on YouTube, it's because I have Google in front of me. Um, I'm going to go with a 1957 movie mm-hmm. that will probably be only well known because of a very, very successful Tim, Tim Burton movie mm-hmm. um, starring the amazing Johnny Depp as the director. Edward Dewar Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, Plan Nine from Outer Space. Right. And it has been many, many years since I've seen this, but it still holds as, as it on your list. No, no, I just thought, or Nick Tanesh, she actually bet that this would be number one on your list. <laughs> Who did? <laughs> me wife. Nick. Oh, of course, because she knows me so well. Yeah. She knows it used to be one of my favourite films. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love this film so much. It has been a, a few good years since I've seen it, though. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's everything you need in like a b-movie film it's shit it's really really bad to have flying saucers on strings that you can clearly see tor johnson constantly walking into gravestones that keep falling over but they keep coming back up then to fall over again and Mm -hmm. the l the amazing vampire uh, millie i can never say her name and i'm so sorry millie nurumi 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 um is just unreal absolutely mm-hmm. unreal but again like i wanted to put it on my list because obviously it's me and mm-hmm. um, but to talk about it, it's going to be really hard and um, so if you want to talk about the edward movie i get that <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's one of them things where it, it is a quintessential b movie but i think it was made to be shit though that's a thing it wasn't made ever for, i really but don't I think... think it was you know I think Edward generally thought he had a hit on his hands. The same he did with Glenn and Glenda. Um, I just, when Stephen said, like, that when he was saying, like, B-movies have heart and soul, mm-hmm. even if they do turn out the way they do, I generally do believe that Edward, like, thought he was doing good. Like, he had a vision in his head and he thought he was doing good. Um, this is um, Bella Lugosi's last film. Mm-hmm. The last on-screen presence of Bella Lugosi is in this, and actually, I think he he died on reshoots, and they had to cast someone who 
looked like him but didn't actually look anything like him <laughs> he looked nothing like him um oh i used to wear the plan nine from outer space t-shirt like an absolute badge of honor i used to always have that t-shirt on until my sister stole it from us um it was like the first time i ever bought a t-shirt off the internet was a plan nine from out of space t-shirt i'm just laughing at goodwill giving you shits in that's not a b movie that's a z movie <laughs> <laughs> oh that's right michaela is sending me messages through whatsapp not through the chat to tell me that <laughs> remember that this was that this movie is actually just clippets of bella bella mm. didn't film for this movie it's just clippets of bella put together into the film right, so <laughs> So if that's not what classed as a B movie, I don't know what is. I've not watched oh, this movie. Yeah. I think I watched it once, but I've not watched it for many, many moons. Because I'll be honest, I did not enjoy it. So. Oh, it's not great. Yeah. But I think, I think I had. I want to be quite honest. Like I, I think I had watched Edward first mm -hmm. in order to, because I don't think I would have found out about this film otherwise. Like I really don't. Yeah. And Edward is such a good movie. It's so good. Um, and it it's probably makes Plan Nine more interesting yeah. because it's there. Otherwise, if I think if you went and watched like Plan Nine mm -hmm. on its own, like you'd just be like, "What the fuck am I watching?" Bless. I think <laughs> Grant's. So I think Grant's frozen. Uh, no, Grant. Uh, I thought he was just bored with this. <laughs> <laughs> He's just doing this like really sympathetic look over his shoulder, like, like "Oh no, why did you pick this?" <laughs> Grant, come back to us. <laughs> oh, yes, um, I, it's an interesting choice. I knew, like, say, Nick said you would have like this was one of the ones that you would have went for. So, um, like, say, she kind of guessed it, but yeah, yeah, she was she was around in my life at the time when I was pretty obsessed with this. So, <laughs> yeah, I would have put, I actually would have put money on knowing that Nick would have known I would have picked this one. <laughs> um. Beth's just asked an interesting question as well, just mm. in the chat, just, just similar type of thing. Uh, would you class uh, Edward Scissorhand as a B-movie? Um, in a way, yes. If if I was thinking about it in, in that type of like fantastical, because the premise is completely out there and strange. Uh, it is a big-budget movie, because it's Tim Burton at his uh, high point, but like the premise of the movie and like the look and the feel um, mm -hmm. and like let's be honest the acting in it is hammy as fuck as well so yes I oh my would... god oh 100 like chewing like there's there's chewing the scenery and then there's that and yes michaela i i have just said i watched plan nine because you and mom had watched edward and i that, like i say I, I don't think i would my sister's messaging us through whatsapp tell her get in the chat on YouTube. get in the chat michaela <laughs> make stop. my life easier <laughs> stop, stop being anti-social Get in the chat. Um, yeah, so I, I really feel bad for Grant. <laughs> oh, I'm just messaging him now saying, are you joining us back? Because it is your turn, Grant. <laughs> turn around. But yes. Bright eyes. <laughs> like I said, this day is, everything's just going wrong for us today. But yes, um, I'm just saying if Grant is going to make a reappearance, it doesn't... Just trying to see if there's any like fantastical facts about that is such a, that is a word that gets used on this podcast quite a lot, isn't it? Fantastic. Fantastical. <laughs> oh, there's a documentary if anyone's interested. 1992 Plan Nine from Outer Space was subject of documentary called Flying Sources Over Hollywood: The Plan Nine Conspiracy. 
I'm actually <laughs> thinking I'm going to watch that. <laughs> At least to give you something to watch for. But that's a, oh, as I said, this, the conversation we're going to have now is like with a lot of these picks is, is this what you're going to be classed as a B movie or it's not yeah. as a B movie? Um, yeah. But, oh, uh, Martin, I didn't pick Edward. I picked Plan 9. But Edward is a great shout. It is a good film. Oh, there she is. I'm in the chat. I just went to the source. All right. Okay. That's me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm the source. <laughs> she bypassed everyone else mm -hmm. instead of going into the chat, but she's there. No problem. So I'm just doing some little technical rejigging because Grant's image just left, left, left us. So I've just put the old school look back on with the, <laughs> with the YouTube, I uh, mean, the Zoom video. So we're still here, guys. Oh my God. You can see my actual picture. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> so we've got that back up there moving around so, but yes plan, would, plan nine was colorized was, was it? it so yeah. it's what uh good will soon he would be the person to know that as well though so oh that's yeah that's a good point given his um his Cause background because he's he's in the business guys we've got a guy in the business there <laughs> <laughs> he knows he knows he's shit at his goodwill. And it just so happens to be goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what I'll do, just because with Grant having to restart. Yeah. Um, like I say, I'll move on to my next pick. Um, and Grant can have two in a row? Grant can have two in a row, so we'll give okay. extra, extra special. Um Freedom with some love. So I wanted to see if this one could would work this works as well. So um this might be interesting. This might be really shit. Hopefully, um, you can hear this as well, Sam. But I'll play a little video, and people might get like say again. Just with my first pick, I'm going to stick with a musical feel because I yeah. don't know why my B movies seem to be musicals. So not all of them, but this one. But uh, just because we've talked about this one before, I thought it'd be an interesting way to bring this one on. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. Come on, let's have to take my headphones and put it over the mic as well. So bear with me. Does it have to be human? Does it have to be mine? I can hear it. Ever so bad. Where am I supposed to get it? Oh, not alone. Oh, yes, come on. <laughs> So people are watching the channel now, they'll be like, what the fuck? Little shop of horror. I can love and strong. And strong. How am I supposed to keep on feeding you? Now, this one kind of threw me when I saw this on the list on Google. Because just the just the just Audrey 2 itself. Yeah. And the quality of it, like, doesn't do you know what I mean? Like doesn't scream B movie, but I do get it. My sister's going to be so overjoyed. She loves Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, Grant's just messaged us saying that mm -hmm. his internet's fucked, so he might not be getting back on. So um, It's just me and you? So, it's just us two there for the time being. Does it, Grant want to um, share his list? Like, oh, it's so shit. Well, like I say, we'll do something later, like I say, because I know, like I say, we've got something planned for tomorrow. Don't remember, uh, forget. So, um, good shout. So, he could come on and uh, give us the list uh, tomorrow as well. So, there is a way around. There we it. go. We'll always... We're gonna we're gonna find out because I'm yeah. I was really excited for Grant's list. Yeah. Sorry, Grant. No 
You're having too much fun with this, aren't you? Feed me! <laughs> we, <laughs> oh my god. It's been actually, it's been a while, like, us doing this on a night time, just the two of us. Your eyes have gone massively, like, proper concentrating. <laughs> just don't want to fuck up anymore there. So, yes, so that is my second pick. And, um,. Like I say, I've, I've just wanted to try and see if we can get that, like, if that would work. But um, uh, Jake's saying about the double audio, that was because I put the head so, heads, headset over the mic, so that was coming off for, from Sam Totten as well. So um, that's probably caused a little problem, so I'll have to work out a few little kinks for next time if I do anything hey, like that again. It's all, it's all learning <laughs> practice, man. But yes, um, it's a good thing that you did point out this because the production value isn't cheap for Little Shop of Horrors. Like you yeah. say this movie, like if you talk about the cast and um, like I say the time I was in, they, the cast that was in this was all big hitters and I, I've blown up at the time, like Bill Murray, Steve Martin, John Candy, like um, Rick Moranis, the, the who's who of basically 80s comedy was in this movie. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and every element of it was just so hilarious. But why I would ca class this as a bit of like a B movie would be. Sorry, grant. We have a grant. We've got a grant. Looks like it. All right. <gasps> we have a grant. Got a grant back. Yeah. Are you? Are you I'm here? Back. Sorry, guys. Right. Oh, we don't know. Is he back? <laughs> I think it's gone again. No, yes, we can hear you, Grant. <laughs> We've got you now. Hi, Lee. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Yeah. Hi, Lee. You okay? Oh. No. no, we're back. It's all good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> Sorry about that. Don't you Don't you worry. I was I was good at it. I was like, no. Sorry. I want to know his list. <laughs> Don't worry. No, what we're gonna do as well, if you weren't gonna come back, because I, I know we, we mentioned about the doing like the like the un unscripted and busy live podcast Uncensored. tomorrow. Busy <laughs> just going with the flow. If you could if you couldn't get your list then, we would have got your top five tomorrow at some point anyway. So But we're getting it tonight. Yes. But uh we'll Not just, a bad idea. Yes. <laughs> but um just what I did would kind of going to give you two goes in a thing but i just basically i don't know if you saw just played a clip from my second pick little shop of horrors um the the original or the rick moranis one rick, rick moranis. moranis one yes the remake which a lot of people don't realize that actually little hopper showers little hopper showers little shop i like horrors that one is is actually a remake it's a good point uh to make there because not many people have actually seen the original can I can I just can I just ask? Mm -hmm. Do you class it as a remake or a reboot if it's a stage show? Because to me, that's just a different interpretation of that stage show. It's, yeah. It's, no. If it was in the like, because you get different versions of the stage show when they do like the performance. But if it's a movie, it, it's a remake of the, the original. I would I would say. Oh, it's a but it's a it's a musical that it was a stage show. It's no different than anyone doing a production of West Side Story. Mm -hmm. Like I don't know. I just I with anything that's stage show, I don't see it being rebooted. It's just another interpretation of it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm a killer. I do need to see it live as well. But I do think, as I said, this as if you look at story wise, it's batshit crazy. It's a it's a plant from outer space that eats people. 
Like, what isn't B-movie about that? You have a theme tonight. <laughs> Things from out of space. space. Not all of out of space, <laughs> but uh, like I said, the, the, funny enough, the two musicals kind of do it. But um, what I was going to do as well, I know it's a three-minute clip, because um, I'm all about the clips this evening, because when we talked about this last time, a lot of people didn't realise there's an alternative ending. Yeah, me and Michaela have a funny story with that one because we found out by Anthony, we wanted to watch it and Anthony got it on the dodgy box for us and put it on the disc mm-hmm. and we're sitting there having a drink, watching away and then all of a sudden, Seymour's getting eaten. <laughs> all of a sudden, Seymour's dead. Yeah, Audrey's dead and they take over the whole world. <laughs> My God, we were in shock. Mm-hmm. Michaela will tell you how shook we were. So if you have that alternative ending, I kind of like, I'm at. <laughs> yes, but this, like I said, just to how uh, it came about as well, this wasn't what, this this one isn't the alternative ending. This is the original ending. When they, did, when they showed it in the cinema, like as a test screen, and yeah. it got such a bad response. They cut the, the film, the happy ending. They were like, how can we not do it and stuff? But um, I'll play it now. Like I say, it'll be like a three-minute clip. If you just want to comment on it, like I say, you might have to watch it on YouTube because it will come up on the, uh, on the thing. But I'll Hi, play it Greta. <laughs> So let's have a quick look there. Oh, boo-boo. So this is the alternative ending for how Little Shop of Horrors, the movie, was meant then. So Seymour's dead, and now everyone is buying the Audrey 2s. I want an Audrey 2. Never been the same. Yeah, Mikhail, I've never been I've never been the same since we watched that ending. Because we obviously that's not what we remember from that like our VHS tape that we had. Um and yeah, I've never been the same since. I want one! <laughs> and all this shit happens. Like I said, if, if ever was a B-movie ending as well, I yes, don't think uh, yeah. anything more B-movie than this. Yeah. Also, if you are interested in a documentary on the gentleman who wrote the music for it, Howard Ashman, it, it's on Disney Plus. Just called Howard. It's beautiful. He did um, Beauty and the Beast. He did Little Mermaid. Um, it's a beautiful documentary. Look how ridiculous this is away. <laughs> That's very, that is very like Night of the Living Dead, that television set up, isn't it? Yes. But then it's Audrey 2! That's when it's all get giants as well and start trying to attack everything. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, not the bird! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, they're going for it, aren't they? Oh, they're in a disco. Disco tech! Getting down, getting down. So, <laughs> so if anyone's never seen this, this was the original ending to how they wanted Little Shop of Horrors to, to finish off. I think the stage show still finishes like this. Yeah, it I believe it does. No, I believe it does. I believe this is because, like you said, this is the original ending. So I think the stage show continues that. They just put the happy ending in because they didn't want to see them both die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so then like, this crazy shit just kept on happening and we kind of got what we've got. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Look at it! 
I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, I think we're going to talk about, like, again, big, this, what paper classes and they maybe have, like, small, like, think of small budgets. This isn't a small budget production, but the premise of alien plants destroying cities and stuff, uh, yeah. it's, it is absolutely fine, if that makes sense. <laughs> agree with you Charlotte. Um, I'm just enthralled. Because the song's pretty like cool as well isn't it? It's... Yeah because the song wasn't in the, the final film no. as well so this was like a, a new song that was kind of came out afterwards. Oh Michaela's asking what's your favourite song? Um, so I'll just slow this down now so yeah so that bit's over with. Um, is Grant still there or is he frozen again? No, oh, no, Grant's like, moving. He's no, moving. Right, mate. You go, Grant. Um, so, yeah, yeah, my favourite song probably is Suddenly Seymour. <laughs> yeah, mine too. Either that or Downtown. Like I say, both. Like, say, yeah, the, then two, the, if I play yeah. The, yeah, if I play the soundtrack, they're the first two songs I want to listen to and then I like, I'll go on everything else. But yeah, I agree. I'm with you on that one. Certainly. And um, now you're back with us, Grant. Uh, do you have... How do you feel about Little Strap of Horrors? Do you... <laughs> I've not seen it since I was a kid, mate. I think I've seen the Nicholson version more recently than I've seen uh, the Rick Moranis one. Mm -hmm. um, and even then, it's been a few years. Um, literally, the only thing I can remember is the fact there's a plant in it. Perfectly <laughs> 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 honest. <laughs> no, no, I've, obviously, I know about the film, but I, mm -hmm. I've got very little recollection of it other than the song Suddenly Seymour and mm -hmm. odd little flashes. I was. I don't know, probably maybe about 10 or 11 mm -hmm. the last time I watched it. So yeah. I agree with um, what you've said in relation to it being in here, though. It's got B-movie aesthetic, mm -hmm. um, even if it doesn't have B-movie budget, so it mm -hmm. definitely belongs. Yeah. No, that, yeah. That's what I was, like, hoping for. But, again, uh, it's a difficult one because everyone's got so uh, so ingrained in what they believe or think, like, to these, like, categories to some things a lot of people would have been throwing like all the trauma films like down the thing but most of the ones that you, I, people might argue might it might be not my taste i couldn't watch, sit through and watch many trauma films uh <laughs> these days because it, it it's not my my cup of tea but mm -hmm. um it, it's there's so many different aspects and especially with the modern day like special effects now most people can do great special effects on the iphones uh, and stuff now and it'll be better than anything that they could do back in the day but is that still classed as a b-movie and stuff but yeah i no. had i had to include it just because like when we did the top fives and like see, i knew it was this week i just th thought about it right what would our classes top five a, a, a b-movie and what would i call say my top five pretty much fell into place within like say 10 minutes and that's yeah. that's very rare for me and like I, normally I, I swap and change but these haven't kind of like budgeted around, but um, yes. Yeah, so I've kind of jumped ahead. So Grant, you've got two goals. <laughs> yeah, Grant. Yeah. Grant, my first pick um, was, if you're interested, was Plan Nine from Outer Space. Yeah, I've I got most of that before my internet uh, cut out. Um, I think we can probably dance over my first uh, pick because the comedy timing of launching this in here is completely gone because I was gonna pitch in. 2007 animated movie with Jerry Sandfeld and Renee Zellweger. <laughs> B movie. <laughs> oh dear. 
Didn't that, didn't that flop? And wait for the explosion. <laughs> didn't that flop big style because it came out the same time as A Bug's Life? Or was that Ants? That was Ants. Uh, that was Ants. Right, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I'll, I'll admit I've never actually watched it, the B-movie. No, me neither. So, so, so <laughs> sell off on the B-movie now, you've got to do it. <laughs> um, I mean, it's genius, mate. You know, the bees find out that they're being uh, exploited by humanity to make honey. So they stop making honey and try to sue the human race um, for all of the uh, the honey that we've stolen off them over the years. And then the entire ecosystem of the world collapses. So the bees have to fucking strap back into their flight suits and go out and pollinate the world. It's fucking magnificent. It, it sounds really, really good. <laughs> yeah, I've it's, never it's a, heard a of this. wonderful little uh, animated uh, tribute to capitalism. You know, the workers <laughs> stop working and the entire world comes to an end. So be a good little worker and get back out there and make us some money. <laughs> So it's, um, Very much the same way that a bug's life was, but um, aside from that, because I'm obviously taking the piss quite some <laughs> way. It's a well, it's well it's, played. Um, I'll give you that one. It's well played. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you know, it is one of the kind of overlooked sort of um, animated movies. Kind of, it got a little bit of a cult status um, in recent years with what there was a video came out on YouTube and every time the word B is said in B movie, the speed of the video doubles mm-hmm. um, and it's over in something like 23 seconds or something like that. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it's done well. It's got a decent cast and um, you've got Patrick Warburton in there, Warburton in there doing some of the voices mm-hmm. um, who everybody recognizes him as Joe from um, Family Guy. Mm-hmm. Um, John oh. Goodman's in there with a good few of them. You've got Matthew Broderick playing Seinfeld's like kind of sidekick okay. in it. So to speak, it's you know it's one of them that kind of flew under the radar with um, DreamWorks and Pixar and all the rest of it. Um, I had to watch it on repeat about ten years ago because Jacob fell in love with it yeah. as a toddler, and all he wanted to watch was the damn B movie. So I've seen this movie more times than. I can ever possibly imagine. I remember this was the vehicle for Jerry Seinfeld to move away from the TV show Seinfeld and come into movies, but it didn't yeah. quite work out as well for him as as he hoped type thing. But I I say that that premise of just having Jerry Seinfeld as a bee just didn't like. I'm lucky enough to not have kids to to put me through the trauma of watching Same these kind of movies. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. The, the moment was lost. The moment was lost. So oh. anybody that's angry about that getting pitched in there, fuck you. <laughs> no, it's fine. But that that kind of brings us back then. So that, that you would have only just missed that one turn. So then did mine. So we're back to Sammy now. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with this one. So I only watched this recently. And when it was mentioned at home, I was like, I am having this on my list because Prentice disappeared again. Um, but it's because it's, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. It's from 1988. It is, it's having like such a revamp at the moment, thanks to um, Horror Nights and Universal Studios, like a new audience is coming towards it. But it is Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And we'll just lock heaven viewers watching because we're going to talk about clowns. <laughs> clowns, very funny looking clowns. Which yes, it has like it's it's got like 
a whole new audience. And I'm going to be like, I am one of that whole new audience because I never watched it up until recently. And it, it's all because I was seeing like horror night videos of them. And I was like, oh, I've got to see what this is about. And it was, when I use the word again, fantastic, fantastical. <laughs> crap, the, fantastic. <laughs> crap, fantastic. The props in it, the, the clowns themselves, like the rubber aesthetics on them is unreal. Like you can hear the squeak as they're walking around. Like it's so fun. It is, it's like it's such a fun film mm -hmm. on what you would class. Like the budget went into the makeup. Yeah. Very obviously went into the makeup because everything else around it is terrible. The, the script is great. The acting is par. The clowns really make it. <laughs> It's one of them things like you, the person who must have wrote that film or even greenlit that film must have been on some high end drugs as well. Just the whole yeah. premise behind it, like killer clowns from outer space. Say that to yourself so many times you think, how's that going to work? But yeah. but as you said now, it is. I think it was always like a cult following or like one that people would talk about. Like I remember talking about it at school. So it like came out in the eighties as well. I'm sure it was in the eighties, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, nineteen eighty-eight. Yep, and um, like just like in hushed tones, like, have you seen this film? It's about killer clowns from outer space. Yeah, I ever watch it. But um, mm -hmm. like I, I'm sure I've, I've read there. There's there's a few new things coming out with killer clowns. There's going to be a reboot in the movie. I yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, or or was it a TV show? It was either I, I knew there's going to talk about a reboot, but um, there's going to be a game as well. Yeah, the game. But this is all on the back of like Horror Nights. Mm -hmm. It's had, they, they got a whole section of Horror Nights and it was like the money was just thrown at them. Mm -hmm. Just go ahead, balls to the wall, get people into this. And it really, it's paid off. Mm -hmm. They were there for the second year in a row. Like when you see these people out in costume, this is not, you know, shit end of the spectrum costumes. This is like high end what you expect movie type costumes and they are and it really has like brought a whole new audience to this film that was really really bad really bad and i am one of them i only watched it last year and i completely fell in love with it the can i i hate cotton can what's it called what do we call the candy floss mm -hmm. i hate that stuff I hate the fact that it sticks to my teeth and they've met like how sugary it is and how sickening it is. But I really wanted to eat their candy floss. <laughs> like it looked that good. <laughs> I just really enjoy like I, I get a big smile on my face when I think about this film because it's it was just fun. It was ridiculous fun mm -hmm. on a really low budget. <laughs> Definitely. And I think like the uh... The film probably doesn't hold as as like as, as close to me. I know it's an eighties film, so I should love it. But it's mm -hmm. one of them ones where I I know they've recently been doing toy lines for it as well now. And again, yeah. I'm looking at the toys, and the toys look fucking amazing as well. So, uh, like the the horror collector in me is like, I don't really like the film, but I do want the toys. <laughs> you can you can hate the movie, but still collect all the toys. That is actually a catchphrase from another podcast I listen to, so I, <laughs> do not get me done for that. <laughs> well, to be fair, though, this this one is probably going to be the most copyright rawns uh, episode. Oh yeah, so no one's it. seeing this. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I've I've kind of paid to that one as well. So yeah, <laughs> but yeah, just I, I just. I get such a smile on my face. Like I do like the idea. I used to love seeing uh, the trailers for like all like the blob 
and Attack of the Killer Tomatoes and like how they looked aesthetically on a screen. And I was like, oh, that's so up my street. I know I would love them. And I was like, why aren't I like watching films like that? And then Killer Clowns was like, it's so bright. It's so bubbly. I'm going to have to watch it. You just need films now so Charlotte can take off for you. <laughs> it's true it's not i didn't realize charlotte was in hey charlotte um but yeah the i do highly recommend anyone to go and watch it mm-hmm. it's you're gonna see a lot more of them so you might as well get to know them because if you're into horror mm-hmm. the, the the back basically <laughs> yeah they might not be big but they will be back so that makes it but yes, I don't know, Grant, have you seen this movie or is it not one that's like a new your Grant, way? you have to have seen it. I have seen it a lot of years ago, um, but if I put that on in my house, I would end up getting divorced. Um, <laughs> that's like absolute nightmare fuel for my missus. Okay. Um, I remember seeing, I think it was a VHS release in kind of the early 2000s, um, you know, when you just got that kind of random spate of all the movies that had been not banned, but kind of... Out, well, there was a lot of banned movies as well, yeah. um, mm-hmm. and just you know, shitty low budget eighties horror movies that have been out of uh, out of production for God knows how many years. That all got their releases, but like, all I remember is nightmare fuel. Really, <laughs> <laughs> the clowns are just that that terrifying and beyond belief. <laughs> I just don't get the whole I'm like scared like, clowns being scary. I don't get it, and I don't know if it's because I. I've been brought up with Tim Curry very heavily in my life for so long that when I saw him as it, that didn't scare me. Like clowns don't scare us. <laughs> I think it made me a little bit more nervous around clowns <laughs> when I saw Pennywise. That was a, a game changer for me. But with a lot of things, like I know, like some of the probably these other movies that we'll talk about, so I'll not mention, they do have like, <laughs> different, different impacts and different. Uh, different varieties of, of scares and stuff but i can understand why clowns do make people people up up on nice be scared of like people dressed up like um me i remember my parents taking us to wimpy when i was a kid and had the big guy in the wimpy outfit and i cried under the table uh to tell him to go away uh <laughs> i'll start nearly throwing me burger at him to get him to fuck off <laughs> can you remember harry ransom Rans- ransoms i can never say that name right harry ransoms the fish and chip shop and it was at the metro center can you remember that? They, their mascot was Postman Pat. I will never forget when Postman Pat burst in the door and my sister fucking burst out the entrance. She was in hysterics. She hated the fact that Postman Pat was there. Oh. My dad once dressed up as Roger Rabbit for a charity event and he looked mint and Michaela hated it. <laughs> oh, Michaela, I'm with you there. So don't don't let Sammy bully you with that one. I'm, I... I've got the, the hate I shouldn't be telling all these secrets. She will come on one day and just start spilling all the mine. <laughs> right. I say, come on, the well, serial like killer one. Soap. I think it's a bit late for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I shouldn't I'm say gonna... it after the fact, should I? <laughs> Actually, I was going to ask about that. How is the soap? Has it, has it dwindled down? Has it changed much? <laughs> no, no, it's still sitting there. Still I'm there. not joking. It's still there. <laughs> I'm not moving it. I sent you the screenshot. It's a real thing. <laughs> What about your wife as your Mrs. Grant started picking up the soap in the bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> she did ask about it, didn't she? <laughs> Looks like fucking super drug. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a natural soap. You don't need anything smelling in it. It's just natural soap and it gets rid of me restless legs. It's a true thing. I'm fucking telling you. <laughs> fucking 
fucking witchcraft. <laughs> with the fucking Always sword. the fucking witches. <laughs> I would be, do you know, honestly, I would be burnt at the stake, mind. If if there was a which uh, which what they called which master witch general, up. yeah, which master general walking around, I'd be fucked. Yeah, all the goth birds, bless them. They're all going hiding. I'll, 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 me, Donna, and Charlotte will be, will be fucking running. <laughs> Yes. Um, moving on to Grant's second pick now. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've had a couple of pops at this studio, so it has to go in there. <laughs> <laughs> Class of Newcomb High, mate. Ah, yes. Very well. One of the fucking one of the trauma classics. Mm-hmm. Um, I veered away from Toxie um, yeah. because everybody knows Toxic Avenger. Um, oh, Class right. of Newcomb High came out with trauma mm-hmm. in the uh, the nineties, uh, famed for bullshit story and low budget uh prosthetic horror and it, it's just ridiculous beyond belief it's a load of school kids mm-hmm. and somehow the the weed supply gets infected with the toxic nuclear waste mm-hmm. um so then they smoke the toxic nuclear weed and it turns them into like mutants and they start hallucinating and then it just goes crazy mad max mm-hmm. in the um in the the high school, you've got kids running around looking like, you know, raiders from some post-apocalyptic landscape cutting each other up mm-hmm. and what have you. Like, it... Oh, have you... Have I, fr- I thought I'd frozen there. You guys, I got no. a crackle in oh, my did head. you just um... pause? <laughs> <laughs> I did for a little bit and then I, I got a crackle in my ear, so I was like... Have I paused or have they paused? <laughs> no, um, we're just listening to you, and then all of a sudden you stop, and it's like, oh, Grant's gone again. <laughs> it's like this film isn't about anything. You know, we're talking about bad script writing when it came to B movies, and this has got to be up there with terrible script writing because it's about nothing. It's just like, how can we cram so much mental crap into an hour and a half? Nuclear weed. There we go. We'll put nuclear weed in this movie, and we can get away with whatever we want on the screen. And he does it. He does it absolutely brilliantly, and it's an absolute testament to what trauma was all about, where they just didn't give a fuck. No. They were just like, I, I, I know I've shit on them, but it, it's not neg- negatively, it's just not my taste, but I have to give them like the props for basically, and I hate saying that, give them some of the props, fuck off, who am I? Um, but for having the balls to basically go out and do what they want to do, and I think, like I said, um, on the old uh, channel, what was it? Because they used to be on, on Bravo all the time, these type of movies. Like, anyone knows the Bravo? They used to be the tits and ass channel for a lot of us uh, perverts back in the day. So, uh... <laughs> hey, <there. Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was one of them. <laughs> but, um, like, they used to show these ones, like, uh, and like, randomly on a Saturday night. And they used to be, like, so far crazy and stuff like that. But... I remember watching them, like, as you said, the most famous one is the Toxic Adventure. Like I say, it's got its own cartoon and, like, toy range and stuff like that. And I think they're bringing it back next year or something. That They are actually, I don't know if it's trauma involved, but I think it's going to be, like, a, a actually a budget behind the Toxic Adventure, which is a little bit scary. But, yeah. Isn't it um, Brad Pitt's production company getting involved, or am I just making that up? I wouldn't know for certain. All I heard was that was actually getting a budget behind bringing the Toxic Avenger back. Uh. But I remember the class of Newcomb High because it was one of the like because there's literally thousands of these movies that they made to just make them on a weekly basis just to get high and have fun. Like, like when he goes on because he like he's supposed to be like a the guy who does it. I can't remember his name. You probably know it, Grant. 
Um, His name's escaped me. Yeah, but he does interviews about anything like, and he looks like a normal old bloke, like a normal, mm-hmm. like 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 not like mental, like the type of movies that yeah, you would expect. expect. <laughs> um, but it it like I say it is up there for just like as you said, balls to the wall. Anything they want to do, I think most of these didn't even get like released on VHS. They independently released them just themselves uh, like say so you couldn't even buy it buy these movies in like uh hmv or anything you had to independently order them online or from some sc- 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 your scummy mate to do your a, a, a knockoff copy of them as well um which we all had like say very much joyous of getting them but it was very much and again uh goodwill's has put put the name in as well like say very much along the lines of um Orgasmo, but made Orgasmo seem like a big budget production compared to these. Don't be slating Orgasmo, mate. <laughs> We've had this out before. I'll yes. get Donna on here right now. <laughs> I am not turning in this to another fucking Orgasmo podcast. No chance. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad enough the first time. The uh, your boy whose head. name you couldn't remember, mate, was Lloyd Kaufman. That's the and one. He, he, did, yeah. he used to have a cameo in every one of the movies as well. He was like the, the Stan Lee of gore. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and he, like see when he when he when he does his interviews as well, he's the most excited person as well. He you can tell he gets so much joy and so much love out of this. He is almost like the Kevin Smith of uh, like violent, gory horror. <laughs> I've never heard of him. Like say, I've never heard of these films apart from like Toxic Adventure. I generally have not heard mm-hmm. of this genre of film before. Oh, they did. Dozens. You got uh, what? Tromeo and Juliet, uh, Sergeant Kabuki Man, uh, Rabid Grannies, which was literally just Nana's biting people. Um, <laughs> there was another really, really famous one, and it's it's on the tip of my tongue, and I can't remember it now. But uh, uh, it's one of them ones. He was never going to be big, and he never wanted to be big. Mm-hmm. He just wanted to make these type of movies because he had such a blast making them. He, he he's like one of us, like always wanted to be a stoner and like never grew out of that type of uh, feeling. So he's a nerd. <laughs> yeah, so he, he is well, probably one of the ultimate nerds. He got to live out his, uh, what he wanted to do. So oh, I love that. <laughs> like I generally love that. Like even if I've not heard of them and maybe they might not be to my taste because I'm not really like a big, if it is gore, yeah. it's not my thing. But I do love the fact that he's just going out and went, fuck it. You know what? I'm just going to, Fucking do it! I love that attitude. Because to be fair, after he made Toxic Avenger, he probably made a bomb, and he could have like went out and start trying to like do different things and stuff. Yeah. But, but he, the money he made from that, he's probably just reinvested into the trauma. And what he does as well, I think he does like fan funded stuff, so people who are fans can pay to be like in the movie and stuff. That's so, so that, cool. And stuff like along that line. So I, I remember watching an interview, like a documentary. Uh, a couple of years ago about it and like as I said you do like kickstarter things where fans will put money in if you put, like bid so much you can actually be either killed in his movie or dumped in toxic waste in his movie and stuff like that it's like see he, he has a really big cult following like when it comes to stuff and he's huge in America awesome. absolutely huge in America I think that's so awesome but yes uh, good pick. I knew, like, say, we would have went to them depths at one point. Uh, <laughs> always trust me to go as deep as I can, mate. Um, I'm gonna. I'm not saying a goddamn word. <laughs> I'm gonna change, change it up. I'm gonna go away from musicals now, so you'd be happy to know. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. 
Um, I am going to go big budget though, because this is probably like if you're going to class a B movie, this I would say this was probably the biggest B budget big B movie that was made. I don't know exactly, but this is just like on the effects wise and how it was made. Um, I absolutely love this film, even though like the acting in it is probably one of the worst acting that I've ever seen in a, in a sci-fi movie. Uh, Starship Troopers. Mm. Oh, I love this <laughs> film so much. And honestly, this is one of Anne's favorites. Like, this is like a once a year you, we have to watch Starship Troopers. Fuck yeah! <laughs> this, this, this was a, a movie made in the nineties that should have been made in the eighties. Let's be honest with you. Like, like other than the visuals, the cast, like the the way, like say the the dialogue, uh, like everything about this movie is an 80s movie just rebranded for the 90s <laughs> yeah absolutely um, the cast is unreal though <laughs> yes oh no like i said if you go from like uh like denise richards uh clancy brown jake boosie uh michael ironside neil patrick harris just neil after, patrick harris after, as well after doogie hauser fame went and done this um just the whole premise of it like you can't not think this is a b movie the guy, the fighting giant bugs who attack an Earth, um, with basically a, a brain bug that's telling them what to do yes. and 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 telepath and telepathic ability, and you've got Johnny Rico and his roughnecks, rough rough, um, and just just absolutely amazing, and Clancy Brown, like I say, one of the best cult movie actors out there, and well, sorry, not cult, there's one of the best. Bad guy actors out there, uh, playing the like. What's Clancy Brown been in before? He was in the latest this... Dex season of Dexter. Um, uh -huh. He was been in Highlander. Um, oh my God, he's in the it's the Shawshank Redemption. That's what I know him from. He's the guard he's... in the Shawshank Redemption. Mm -hmm. He's Mister Krabs in SpongeBob SquarePants. Shut the fuck <laughs> up! He's not. I uh, fucking shit you not. Oh, no, Clancy no. Brown is the voice of Mr. Crab. Oh my god. Casper Van Dyne, who's in this film, his daughter is Chrissy mm -hmm. in Stranger Things. Mm -hmm. Chrissy, wake up. Better. <laughs> but I, I, I said every element of this is just cheese on cheese on cheese from the little pr propaganda adverts, like from little yeah. bits in it, was done so well. Um, but visually and budget-wise, uh, this is why people say, "How can this be cast as a B movie?" Because this was a blockbuster. This had a budget, like say the special effects that was must have been used on this must have been a, more than most movies did. Because it was a who directed it was a Paul, was it Paul Verhoeven? Was it? I've got it here. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you one second. Paul Make Verhoeven. it look like no, no, I know it, was, it, yeah. was, it was Paul Verhoeven. Yeah, so it was like. Like, because his like type of action movies and stuff where he goes from like Robocop and stuff like that was Robocop. He was, um, am I yeah, Robocop. Yeah. No, you're right, absolutely right. Robocop, Total Recall, Hollow mm. Man, Basic Instinct. Wow, mm. what a what a catalog. Yep, I'm going to do like Starship Troopers, which again, if you're talking sci-fi, ticks the boxes. Outlandish premise ticks the boxes, and. Again, and I know people have a lot of love for it. Watch the film again. It has the worst dialogue you'll ever hear from it's a movie. Terrible. Everything like it's all about uh, us first and crushing these bugs and like. Uh, but some of the best death scenes as well, like these firebugs shooting acid on on people and instantly turning them to skeletons and stuff like that. It was just 
up there with like like well like say robocop violence <laughs> at the best of times oh oh my god he directed show girls <laughs> exactly he directed now, show girls now that, that that's a different type of b movie <laughs> oh my god Michaela watched it yesterday um, and she will not stop talking about it. She won't stop talking about showgirls. Yeah, she watched it. She she made Stephen watch it yesterday. But me and Michaela went. We used to go to somewhere called the Show Gallery, and it was a it was a ball essentially. We'd watch a film, and then we would go into a drag ball, and it was just such a magical night. And one of the show ones was Showgirls, mm-hmm. so I got to watch Showgirls with a bunch of queens sitting around us. And when the sex scene came up, we just heard, "If that's heterosexual sex, I want nothing to do with it." <laughs> And um, I did not know he directed Showgirls. That's amazing. That film is haunting me this weekend. I think that killed his directing career, to be fair, as well, because that lost a lot of money. <laughs> I tell you what, though, he's like, I would say Starship Trooper borderlines cult classic, like mm-hmm. cult movie or cult status, because we watch it every like every year because mm-hmm. it's so fantastically terrible. <laughs> no, I don't know the most terrible thing about Starship Troopers. Go for it. It's uh, supposed to show a society where fascism works. <laughs> right. I, do. Um, I don't know if you guys actually know this, but part of the reason that uh, Starship Troopers gets that uh, 50s B-movie aesthetic is because that's when it was written. It's a French novel from 1957. Mm-hmm. Um, and the premise behind the governance, and if you watch Starship Troopers back, you suddenly become very, very aware of it. The society that they're living in is actually a fascist society that has taken over the world. Um, and the author did it coming out the back of World War II and trying to imagine a world not where Nazism would have taken over, but where potentially if the world had gone differently at the end of the second world war yeah. and how we would operate as a society um oh. Oh, interesting. yeah I, it nearly made it onto my list as well because i was thinking about you know when philosophical starship troopers had a massive budget for the time and it flopped spectacularly yeah. at the box office so it's kind of like you know can it be a big movie through reception Mm-hmm. Almost, but I I adore this film. I really, really, really yeah, do. Me too. And I adore the novel. <laughs> I remember watching it on. I think I, as I said, I was too young to watch it on the cinema when it was released. But uh, when it came out, I think I saw it on Sky Movies or something like that. Um, and it just blew me away just how, like, inane and just violent and fun it was. Uh, everything like say a teenage boy would love. It had like violence. It had tits. It had sex scenes. It had. Denise uh, Richards. Denise Richards. Um, like I said, uh, Dina Meyer has a lot to answer for. Mm-hmm, definitely. The redhead. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I have to admit, like as I said, now you've said it as a fascist society, uh, it does make sense because people, were, as you said, when he was in school, it's like, oh, you have to become, uh, like, do your time to become a citizen and stuff like that to get recognition and get, uh, like, like I say, your. Um, Otherwise, you wouldn't be classed as, like, say, like, like you'd be, as, as, as you wouldn't get any like recognition or any benefits for life, even if you were like, say, well off and stuff, which yeah. most of these kids yeah. were. And um, but Johnny Rico is is the biggest arsehole you ever made, but you you still can't help but cheer him on. 
Uh, <laughs> but yes, uh, it's that, very true. That was one of that Rico's Roughnecks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my third pick was uh, was that. So yes. Awesome, awesome, awesome choice. Right. Okay, I'm gonna go with something a little bit different, something that you may may not expect. And mm. um, it's from 2016, and it is the our the director is mainly mine like Paul's inspiration. He's the oh. reason why we do what we do. And mm-hmm. um, it is Kevin Smith film, and it's Yoko Hoses. <laughs> fucking love this film. I'm not going to come. I don't want to slate Kevin Smith film. So. Do, don't you dare. Do, don't you dare. I love this film so much. It is so fantastically batshit crazy. Like, he, you could tell he brought this stoned, basically. Um, I know I, I was actually going to go, I was torn between this and Tusk, because mm-hmm. I really like Tusk. Tusk had me and, me and my sister talking for ages afterwards, mm-hmm. because just of how weirdly brilliant it was but that that movie was wrote while he was stoned on a podcast with scott mosher mm-hmm. he literally wrote that whole entire script while stoned while recording his podcast and yoga horses is very similar obviously the the two colleagues uh, come from tusk mm-hmm. and the whole yoga aspect of it is bizarre i think it was just like let's get justin long in there somehow and mm-hmm. um, let's make him the yoga instructor the nazi I don't even know what they are. Sausage things at the yeah, end that they yeah. have to fight. Yeah, and um, then the rats, uh, or something went there. Like yeah, uh, something yeah. like that. Um, that was, but which was just a thousand Kevin Smiths everywhere because Jason Mewes could not do it because the latex was causing an allergic reaction <laughs> and he couldn't. It was meant to be Jason Mewes taking that role, but he couldn't do it because it was the latex was fucking his face up. Then he was getting really claustrophobic and uh, any more Kevin than Smith it did was like, it. Just... <laughs> hmm? any more than it already did. <laughs> yeah. So yoga hoses is my third pick. I just and it's got Austin Butler in it as well. Like and Lily Rose Depp, obviously Harley Quinn Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jennifer Schwalbach. It's not the biggest of casts, mm-hmm. but it's just the two Colleen's. I really love them. I love the, their chemistry, their friendship, their just the, the boot. Sorry, boot that. <laughs> um, it's just weird, and it's very low budget, and it's just written out of the mind of somebody who like got to the point of just saying, "Fuck it, I just want to do what I want to do," and I want to do a film. But the two Colleen's yogurt and some sausages. <laughs> I'm just laughing as well. Did, did you, Michaela, say something so bad that Mich- that uh, Goodwill's actually restricted it? <laughs> what did my sister do? Goodwill, what did Michaela do? Is that why she's messaging us through WhatsApp? I don't know. It says it's like it says message restricted. I should have been banned from the channel. She. <laughs> Goodwill, what, what have you done to my sister? <laughs> Bring her back, please. <laughs> um, I didn't even notice. She has been messaging us through WhatsApp as well, telling us to like support local cinemas. <laughs> and we were talking about The Shadow. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Michaela, I'm going to butcher it again, but I'm not going on WhatsApp to find out what it was. The Shadow Gallery thing we went to, it's still open. She said supports local theatres. Um. Can I just say that I don't like Tusk? 
I think he's one pound. Yeah, you don't like it, Michaela, but we still talked about it. Um, <laughs> She's not besmirching oh, yeah. your character. <laughs> uh, I'm not. Um, but yeah, Yoga Hose, it's classed as a comedy horror. Mm-hmm. Um, it's anything but a comedy horror. It's just let's, let's, weird. Let's, let's be honest. It's a movie that Kevin Smith wrote and made so his daughter could be in the movie. That's that's, well, of that's, course. that's all he all it all it was. He said he he wanted to have a Degrassi because he, he was doing writing for Degrassi. Is it, yeah, he was doing Degrassi High. Uh, yeah, he wanted so that type of feel. Um, again, it's not a Kevin Smith film. I'll I'll I'll, I'll argue that to the death. It it wasn't like say his uh, type of style. But again, I know since he decided that. He just went and fucked it and fucked Hollywood and said he was just going to make whatever he wanted. Mm-hmm. Got to have respect for the man and stuff like that. Oh. It's not one of my favorite films. It's not a film I would ever go back and say yes. Uh, I would watch like over and over. I watched it the once and that was enough for me. Um, I do. I'll give it this. It's still better than Jane Seinberg reboot. Reboot. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love Reba, but honestly, when it comes to me, it's going to be far. I'm going to be far pushed to ever slate anything that he does. I will find the good in everything that Kevin Smith does, but I generally did enjoy this. Like, I really did. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, I didn't, like, if I'm bored with a film, mm-hmm. I will just pick my phone up and do anything else but watch it. But on this one, on this, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see what happened. Like, I loved seeing them two on screen together. Mm-hmm. The two Colleen's, I thought they were brilliant. I thought the chemistry was good. It was nice to see Harley Quinn. Um, it seems weird calling her Harley Quinn. <laughs> I know it's her name, but it seems so strange. Um, it was nice seeing Harley Quinn starting to get those acting feels because that is what she wants, wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, not if you read Kevin Smith's books. <laughs> Harley never wanted to get into show business, but now she does. Um, and she's a good actress. And I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. So I'm just going to end it with, sorry about that. <laughs> I'm moving underground. <laughs> <laughs> right, so my next pick is about a B-movie that is a remake of a B-movie. Um, I'm staying quite thematic with horrors here. The original was done in 1964. And one is one of the, one of the first examples in grindhouse cinema of them going against like um, like hicks and rednecks and that kind of stuff, you know, the mm-hmm. kind of thing that evolved into um, The Hills Have Eyes and Texas Chainsaw Massacre <gasps> and all of these other kind of movies of, you know, don't go too far off the be- beaten track of the uh, the hillbillies elite you. Um, oh, they're going to get nice- you. The 1964 one was 2000 Maniacs, and the remake from 2005 that I'm pitching in is 2001 Maniacs. Um... (laughs) (laughs) This is the Robert England one. It is indeed, mate. Um, It's got some interesting (laughs) casting decisions in it, because as well as Robert England, pretty much everybody else that's in this movie in a main role played a main role in Detroit Rock City. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I don't know if you guys have seen that or not. I've uh, seen it. Yes, seen we it. We lived by it. <laughs> so, I mean, to, to question whether you've seen something, I think, is a fair. Oh, no, absolutely. It's a fair <laughs> assumption. I totally, I totally understand where you're coming from. Detroit Rocks. For long in, she was all in for that. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, but no, it, you are absolutely right to question it. But no, Detroit Rock City was a, a movie that me and my friends, i.e., Paul and Emma, lived by. <laughs> well, 
that's that's the other little thing with it. I, I'm not sure if the director Tim Sullivan had anything to do with Detroit Rock City because I haven't seen that in a lot of years. But literally everybody that's in it are the kids and the mother mm-hmm. from Detroit Rock City, and it's basically a lot of high school kids. The usual thing: you've got the promiscuous one, you've got the stoner, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. They rock up into this small town where it looks like there's like a like a confederate kind of civil war reenactment thing going on and they decide to stick around and eventually all get butchered to death and the the effects in this film are absolutely spectacular um they've put the money into the horror effects and done it in a very very good way there's a lot of splatter there's a lot of gore but giggles with it Mm-hmm. as well and um, there's a couple of deaths in it that maybe haven't aged well from a stereotyping perspective um because like i say it's done in 2005 and then there's jokes that are very reflective of that period in relation to certain sections of society not to a discriminatory level if you know what i mean mm-hmm. but you'd need to see it to get it mm-hmm. basically um that there's a couple of them where you kind of go oh you know could you get away with that these days but it's still a spectacular B-movie remake of what was a spectacular B-movie and very much a genre-defining B-movie with the 1964 one. So that's what I'm chucking it in there. That's a good shout as well. Awesome. It is awful movie, but it's one of them ones where it's shit fantastic. And Robert yeah. England is... Say, he's just been Robert England. He's not been Freddy. He's not been uh, like say, any other roles that he's been in. He's just been absolutely chewing the scenery going there because he's, he's been the confederate I'm, I'm sure he wears an eye patch as well at one point oh, am i totally making this up he now? does indeed he's got an eye patch yeah why not it's just mental but as i said and some of the hottest hillbillies in it as well so it's always always fun um but yeah i think that would be up there with the b movie type of fears but a lot of horror does tick them boxes as well so yeah absolutely because when i was looking i said because i had my five picked and i was get over are these going to be picking the same thing when you do searches on b movies when you go past like the 1950s and 1960s produced movies the like everything that comes up is pretty either sci-fi or horror um, so I think a lot of them, like as you said, fall into so many different boxes or different categories. Um, but yeah, that one is up there. Uh, <laughs> I have watched it a few times just because it, it is that bad. You, you you think, oh, I'll watch it. I remember enjoying it, and you think, oh, this is really shit, but I can't turn it off. <laughs> it sounds awesome. <laughs> I've never it seen it. Very good. But st- doesn't take it. A- self too seriously either yes. either the, the cast of detroit works that you've still very much got mm-hmm. their kind of wacky comedic elements to it There's, there is nothing serious about it at all yeah um and the jokes come in thick and fast as well mm-hmm. it, it's just entertaining for anybody that likes a good giggle and a lot of blood yes that's the best thing mm-hmm. i would ever say about it like it, it is entertaining um yeah, I didn't even think of that one so <laughs> that's goes off guard but I, I it is one of the ones i've watched quite uh not recently, but probably in the last two or three years, because um, like we, me and my wife, as soon as it starts getting near October, we do try and find uh, the random horror movies and stuff yeah. to watch as well. So that always keeps uh, keeps us entertained. So that might be back on the list for this year because I haven't watched it for a few years. That probably just get adds to my list now. <laughs> Certainly. So. If we're happy to move on to my next one again. I will... Oh, what magical things have you got for us now? So again, it's going to be. Uh, based on 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 Earth, 
so it's not space aliens this time um but i think again it's difficult because everyone because this one's had about a million sequels as well the sequels get more stupid and ridiculous than the, the original the original as a standalone movie i think like it's it's one of them where it's classed as a bit like horror or is it classed as um like sci-fi or adventure um but it's got kevin bacon in and it's about graboids oh my god tremors nearly made the list <laughs> nearly oh you've got tremors oh, on your list oh we got a we got a joint Oh, right. yeah. oh my gosh, how awesome would the Vivol 3 was like, <laughs> yeah, that's on out. I don't think we've ever had that before. Not for not like a, a like a home run, but no. I remember watching this movie, I think it was on channel uh, BBC one on like one of the eleven o'clock showings on a Friday night. Um because I haven't even heard of it and I was like, What's this premise? It's about worms under this ground. So I remember watching it when I was a teenager, like um I'm just thinking, like, the production value is really well done. The acting in it's really well done. And, like, it's got some big actors and, like, fun as fun aspects to it. But the whole premise is these giant worms called what they're named as graboids that suck you under and eat you under the thing, under the sea, is just absolutely hilarious. And uh, some of the deaths in it, it's it's amazing as well. Um, Like, how they kill them is just so well done and um like one of the guys bert is just like a typical american with all these guns and when he's getting attacked in his bunker and him and his wife's just pulling out all these different alter like rifles guns elephant guns shotguns and just keep blowing it away and stuff and it's just hilarious mm -hmm. and and kevin bacon being kevin bacon is entertaining as hell in this movie i love it I love it. I watched it a few years ago. I mean, I watched it one day, you know, Sunday after Sunday tea time, got nothing else to watch. Mm -hmm. You was like, right, get ready for a bit of an education. <laughs> I was like, let's go. Um, I absolutely loved it. Mm -hmm. I and I was I I've never I've never watched it again since because I don't think I'll get that initial. <gasps> Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I wish I could erase it from my mind so I could experience it all over again. I thought it was fantastic. Especially and oh my God, I can actually say I watched a film and join in the conversation. Hey, look at me. <laughs> the, best, the best way I can describe it as well, it, it's a very much a made-for-TV movie with a budget. Yes. That's probably yeah. the way I would describe it. Was it a TV film? Like, or was it like a genuine like, cinema oh, no, release? I, I don't think it got a cinema release. I think it went straight to, uh, straight to video. Oh, um, right. I could be wrong there. But um, I know Grant picked it as well, so I'll, I'll let him... Get, like wax lyrical about it as well yeah i mean i've got the same kind of thing that you've got going on with this mate there's a there's a big nostalgia thing for me with tremors as well i think the first time i saw it, maybe about 10 11 year old mm -hmm. um it getting shown on bbc and you you know you're sitting there in front of a cathode ray tv just being absolutely in awe of what you see um and what you were saying about this the effect it, it does what effects it has really, really well. You know what I mean? It didn't try to overexpose the graboids and the worms to the point where the budget would have suffered. Mm -hmm. They kind of got it right with where they invested the budget in making the graboid look like this, you know, big, crazy ass fucking worm mm -hmm. and not a bit of styrofoam that they dug into the side of a cliff or yeah. whatever it might have been. It also, it coins you know, the most amazing insult as well the mother hump. 
humper. Like, who ever actually called anybody a mother humper? Seriously. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm going to try and fit it in next time you're on, Grant, just to throw you off. <laughs> uh, I'll turn them on whichever way to wear. <laughs> we know it's not. That's not my choice, is it? That's, I, can't, I can't determine that one. <laughs> um, oh, yes, you can. <laughs> but it's quite interesting, as you said, the, the effects and the practical effects and... Um, and how much the shown and stuff like because when like the, it was quite gruesome at times when like the, the graboids were like uh, taken apart and killed in certain ways but the vibe i got from it as well and again i've, I've mentioned this to my wife as well and she she kind of like agreed with it a little way but didn't quite see it where exactly i got a big jaws vibe from this movie when you think back like it's an unknown. You kind of they're trying to stay away from it. It's it's not got the bullshit where the mayor's keeping the beach open, where everyone's kind of in the same understanding and saying we need to get away. But it's the whole like menace that you don't see, and you kind of have to like worry about it and how it kills you as well by waiting out. Because like that bit, like that scared us a little bit. Is the guy on the telephone pole that stays there and he end up dying of uh, not drinking or eating anything because. The, every time you try to get down, the, the the graboid was still there waiting for him, and that element kind of like freaked us out a little bit when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I I got a huge Jaws vibe when I first watched this movie. I kind of get it. I do get what you mean. Hmm? That's as far as I'm gonna go with that one. <laughs> <laughs> I do get it. <laughs> just a just a worm wasn't called Bruce. That's all. <laughs> no, he was called Fred. No, I, don't <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. I get what you mean though the aesthetic of it is kind of like mm -hmm. that Jaws feel to it but I can understand the argument where the people would go nah <laughs> <laughs> but yes uh, that, good choice that, that was mine uh, second from last pick so that's Grant's second from last pick as well so uh, going on to me yes yeah okay mm -hmm. so mine is from 2007 and it was it's not a B movie because of the production of it, the money that went into it, in that sense, not B movie, but it was filmed in the style of a B movie. So it's aesthetically looks like a B movie. And it is directed by Robert Rodriguez and it's Planet Terror. Nice choice. <laughs> nice, nice choice. Yes, I could. I was going to go between this and Death Proof, but when I really like, because obviously they came out together, they were a double feature, and they were built and designed to be that B movie feel mm -hmm. of like Grindhouse, and and but Planet Terror is as much as I love Death Proof, I love me, I love the girls, I love the death of Kurt Russell, I love the fight, mm -hmm. Rosario Dawson's kick, and but this one really like clinches the deal for us like this is my favorite i love this film so much the thing that freaks me about is this one is quentin tarantino's melting dick well yeah <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna freak anyone out even if it wasn't quentin tarantino um i just love it i love the fact that the two movies kind of like interlink with each other i know i think um the fake trailers as well was always a good touch as well that was well oh done. wasn't that fantastic like such a chef's kiss just um what was it machete yeah but that spawned the machete movies as well because because of that yeah so i did watch it but i was like just you could have just left it at the trailer i know rob <laughs> zombie did a trailer for it as well and um, he did ss werewolves mm -hmm. um which is brilliant it's got nicholas cage in there <laughs> like it's just 
fucking fantastic. Batshit crazy fantastic. I love the fact that these two movies interlink with each other. And I cannot remember for the life of us. Um, I think Death Proof is first because Jungle Julia's death is mentioned on the radio in Planet Terror. Yeah, Planet Terror was the second one that came after. Was the, first the second one? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, I love Freddie Rodriguez as oh my god, what's his name? Ray El Ray. The only thing that pissed us off was in America they got the double feature in the cinema. Yeah, over here we did. didn't. We we only the, the broken into two parts, which yeah kind of lost the, lost its appeal originally. I think. Oh, absolutely, but I think Tarantino. He owns a cinema mm -hmm. in California, so he, he did it to his own cinema. I don't know if it was a general release for everyone else that he did that, right. um, because he owns his own, so he he, he puts his own features on, basically, um, which is why he does so well in some of his films, is because of that. I remember I actually... hearing about it. Mm -hmm. Sorry, guys, I remember no. hearing about it at the time. Uh, weird that you've mentioned that Death Proof was the first movie on the version you guys watched, because the version I watched... Death Proof was the second movie on it, so it must have had like a couple of different weird releases. Mm -hmm. But yeah. the reason we didn't get the double feature is because in America they weren't used to that format anymore. So everybody watched the first movie and left thinking the movie was over. Yeah. It was it wasn't billed as two movies, it was billed as the Grindhouse double feature oh. in the States, and people didn't get it. So the right. minute the credits rolled on the first one, they just got up and walked out of the cinema right. and didn't realise there was another movie after it. Fucking idiots. It said double feature. Um, <laughs> I actually, um, I, me and Anth, we've never done Valentine's Day, like, ever, apart from the first year. And that was, like, sweeten the deal kind of thing. And he bought me these, he bought me this um, Planet Terror and Death Proof and The Mighty Boosh on DVD for Valentine's Day. And we got, can you remember them Southern Fried Chicken boxes they used to do at Iceland? We got one of them, it was vile. <laughs> and we sat and watched that and watched the two of them. And I instantly just fell in love with it. It was my type of horror. It was my type of story, my type of look. Um, but to have it is a, I, I do, I know it's like it's high budget, but just the way it was produced, the way it was promoted. Oh, no, this I, was a B movie as, as far as a B movie could ever yeah. be type thing. If anyone wants to say anything different, then that, again, will probably be wrong in so many levels. <laughs> I'm glad you had me back on that one because I did hesitate with this mind just because of the way that it, 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 you know, it doesn't fit what you would, what be, you know, before we start talking about, but it wouldn't fit a box of like B movie style. But to me, it, it is like it's. Oh, 100%. I, I, and things here. The premise of the film as well is Rose McGowan. Has a leg amputated and a and a machine gun attached to a leg. How he is does. that concept not class as a B movie? Yeah. Also, like the whole um, oh gosh, what was it? The the toxic stuff that was affecting people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Bruce Willis doing that amazing speech. Um, the Afghanistan speech where he talks about like how terrible the dialogue in this is just fantastic as well um elry and he's like one shot sperm <laughs> i never miss <laughs> i love yeah. that um michael parks is in it um oh gosh michael b Be michael beans in it um 
I just, I love it. I love, and I love the fact that Earl McGraw is in it. Like, obviously, Michael Pox is Earl McGraw, who is also in Kill Bill, who is also in Death Proof. I love that that character gets to continue on again. Um, I just, I love this film so much. I could do a whole hour on just my absolute love for the both of them. Um, so I'm not, but I'm not going to bore you. I'm not going to do that, Ears. That's fine. We all know my thoughts on Quentin Tarantino's movies and stuff like that, but I know this was different. This was, like I say, out of the box, and they went for that gritty, horrible, messy style. And like I say, for me, I know this probably did bomb massively because probably what Grant said as well, but... It got me excited because I thought they were going to do things differently again. Like, say, yeah. the, the probably the way they did it and how it didn't work out for them, it's probably stopped them moving in that direction again, which is sad. But it, like, I always like it when like filmmakers take a risk, and this yeah. was a big risk. And again, from the normal blockbusters or the normal movies we got, this was completely out of the box, batshit crazy, but it was fun. And that's what a lot of B-movies are now. Well, they always have been. It's all always mm-hmm. been about fun first and rather than telling a great story or telling things. It's just about having fun and like yeah. enjoying it, turning your brain off at, at times. Yeah, like I will smile. Like my face is like a smiling wreck when I talk about these films because of how much I love them. But I just I love the promotional side to it as well. And I wish I was part of that hype mm-hmm. when it was coming out. Like because you, the trailers you were getting from it, the trailers from them as well, mm-hmm. and to have these two, I really like Tarantino mm-hmm. very much. So I, it'd be very hard for me to sit there and pick the pick a two pieces some of his work because I generally do like Django is one of my favorites I absolutely adore it hateful eight though can get in the bin um but Django is brilliant um but I just love that these two powerhouses in my eyes when it comes down to movies were working together mm-hmm. and they, they literally went I'll give you a dollar if you do my film and the other guy's like no but I'll give you a dollar if you, you know they like <laughs> I just love their relation, their working relationship, their artistic relationship. It fits in brilliantly. Um, together, they're just they're fantastic. I love, I love Quentin Tarantino's choice of music on soundtracks, but I love Robert Rodriguez more. I have such a heart for um Mexicano music and Spanish mm. music, and he always delivers that. I just perfection. That's all I can say. You heard his band. Yes, they perform. Yeah, they um. So they did a massive. So he's the music in Kill Bill Two is heavily influenced by Robert Rodriguez, and his band played and did um the last song and I can't think of it. It's the sound. I've got the soundtrack like on every playlist I have for that soundtrack's on there. Um, and it was Robert Rodriguez. No, no. Um. Oh, hang on. Keep talking. <laughs> I'm just, I'm no. just laughing because every time Grant comes on now, these this 69 mega.com comes in. So is it something? Yeah. It's like, is it, is it a sub sub group that Grant's not telling us he's a part of? <laughs> it doesn't seem. Sure, to... Nothing, mate. Click the link and find out. <laughs> Malagueno, Malag, you're gonna have to bear with me for the. It's Malagueno Salas Rosa. All right. And he came on in with his band and it was just because they just did it was a premiere night. I think they did a premiere of it and it was like an after show party and someone caught a clip of it on their phone and it was that song. If I was singing the song, 
and pretending that I knew the words like I normally do with Spanish songs, um, I'd be able to say it properly, but I can't. It's Malagueño Sala Rosa. That's beautiful. brilliant. Sounds beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but yes, a very good pick. So um, moving on to my last one. Now, Fucking hell, we have blitzed these tonight, I don't mind. Hmm? Yeah. Fuck. I think, like I say, just basically telling them basically what it is, is is enough for these ones. We don't, there's no emotional attachment, unfortunately. There's really not. There's, <laughs> uh, you, you're totally right, because it's like ones that I've picked up, I haven't seen in years. Like, plan, I haven't seen Plan 9 for out space for years. So, yeah, you're right. What's your last pick then? Yes, it is what I would class as a modern day B movie. It probably did have a decent budget. It was a again a remake of a classic horror film that came out years ago. Um but I've picked this for one reason and one reason only. A naked swim with Kelly Brook. Oh gosh. Prana three D. <laughs> wow. This is I, I don't care who you are. It is a shit film, but this is entertaining as hell. Like I say, look at the cast. Kelly Brook, Elizabeth Shue, Jerry O'Connor, Christopher Lloyd, Eli Roth, uh, Adam Scott, uh, Ving Reams. Um, again, just absolutely out there with just fucking shit. A, a story where prehistoric piranhas have been awakened because of a earthquake uh, in like a small little uh, American town where they're having a spring t spring break at the lake, and they used actual porn stars uh, to get when they were doing the kills. <clears throat> so like I think Gina Michaels or something was 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 uh, was one of them where um, she was getting lifted on from a like a kite and she went under the water just to get her tits out and then come back and half her body was gone. Uh, it was excellent. Absolutely, having Christopher Lloyd as like a, a piranha uh, specialist was hilarious. Um, and then like doing the whole thing at the end, saying these were just the babies. Have you seen the big one? And done the whole deep blue sea, um, or carry uh, false finish when one of the fish comes out and kills like uh, the sheriff guy who was trying to help. But honestly, it is just absolute shit. Jerry O'Connor is absolutely the biggest douchebag in this film. He plays a porn producer who gets eaten by the piranhas. Not just does you see he him get eaten, you see his dick getting eaten by the piranha as well. Because what like actual dick? You see his dick get <gasps> bit off and you see it getting eaten by the piranha. Um Ving Reams as well as doing the whole like uh, I'm not like shooting piranhas with like a shotgun in water while he's getting eaten. Um it's just batshit crazy but it has about about like a like a, a five minute scene where it's just Kelly Kelly Brook, like British gold mine absolutely stunning being absolutely stark naked and just swimming underwater with a, a little friend um having like a lesbian love scene and it's just like just in the middle of the film for for obvious reasons but yeah it's mesmerizing to watch <laughs> it sounds it i've never seen it <laughs> yeah. it's, not one, it's not one of them things where i could show the clip because i would get shut down straight away so. <laughs> oh yeah we would not be returning <laughs> Tomorrow or any other day. <laughs> yeah. but I think this was Kelly Brook's big shot, at, like to try and get into American films. I think she did Smallville after this. So. <laughs> oh, did she really? Mm -hmm. I genuinely didn't know that. Um, apparently, quote of the podcast is his actual dick. <laughs> 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 oh, 
<laughs> I might just watch it just for that. <laughs> I don't know if Grant's very quiet. I don't know if he's seen this one or... Not seen it, mate. I've heard of it, but never yeah. seen it. And if it's got Kelly Brook wandering around half naked, why I haven't seen it is a mystery that I don't think will ever be solved. Not half naked, fully naked. God damn it. Like Bush and everything. <laughs> Bush and everything. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> Grant just suspiciously, suspiciously breaks down <laughs> and freezes again. <laughs> well, they did do it. If the camera starts shaking, I won't apologise. <laughs> they did actually do a sequel to it afterwards as well, and it's called Piranha Double D. Oh yeah, I remember that. You've got to hand it to them though. The um the promotional work that they did on this was pretty cool. Like I don't know why I haven't seen it. Maybe because. It's just me. I just don't watch that. <laughs> it, it is one of the shittest films that I've ever seen, but I love it just because it's so utterly ridiculous. Yeah. And it's, again, it's just turn your brain off the door and watch it. I think it's on Netflix at the moment as well. So Is it really? Uh, anyone want to give it a go? But Jerry O'Connor makes the film. He's just in the ultimate. You've just told Grant where it is. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Eli Roth's in it as Already well. Ahead of you. He's playing like a DJ. Uh, like, like with the wet t-shirt contest who's trying to keep the party going and all these people are just getting munched. There's a scene where um, the propeller's going off and uh, someone, this lass's hair gets stuck in the propeller and it rips the skin off her face. Uh, it's like proper graphic stuff and like Nick always, like all the graphic and horrible stuff happens. The thing that Nick goes, ooh, at, is someone gets like the legs chomped up and there's holes and bones and stuff. And they're pulling them on the the side of the beach and he's getting sand in his wound and she's getting oh, Is getting... that what she gets? <laughs> she's getting upset because of sand going in someone's cut. <laughs> oh my god, Nick. She literally is the queen of gold. Like she, if that gets her, that is too funny. Yes. But yes, I had a big like say it was one of the first ones that did come to my mind. I know the original was done by James Cameron, I think. The first Oh really? The first, the first one was one of like he actually tried to get his name took off the film at one point as well. I think he broke into the studio <laughs> to try and get it took off. And uh, they're like, No, no, James Cameron, you're part of this now. <laughs> yes. But um yeah, like as as a shit fantastic B movie, honestly, go away and watch this film. If anything from this podcast, watch this film and just give us a review of what you think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that is absolutely brilliant. Um, I'm going to forego mine if Grant wants to go next, so it doesn't look like I've, like, because mm -hmm. I've just sat and talked for ages about Planet Terror and poor Grant has not, because he did not pick, get to do his last one because you both had the same one. Well, thank you very much. You are very welcome. And based on our last two picks, we actually have an awesome segue from both of your picks into my last pick. Because we've uh, we've mentioned severed cocks, and we've mentioned like uh, machine gun limbs. So I'll take your one machine gun leg, and raise you a gimp with samurai sword arms and legs that gets them severed halfway through the film and has them replaced by machine guns. Um, this movie epitomizes B-movie splatter for me. It is one of the most ridiculous fucking things I've ever seen. Uh, 2008's Tokyo Gore Police. I'm going to have to Google this shit. <laughs> Completely blank. Okay, yeah. so we are talking... I wouldn't maybe go so far as to say, like, tiny budget, because the practical effects in this movie, for what they are are very well done and they are numerous you 
we've all seen Brain Dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is more blood in this film than you see in Brain Dead. Um, obviously, with a very Japanese aesthetic, hence the name. Um, it yeah. is a Japanese movie. We don't have anything really, really fucked up going on with regards to the uh, thematics or anything like that. Um, very much out of the realms of David Cronenberg body horror. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got oh. a mad scientist known as the Key Man. And he has created like a parasitic virus that gets into humans and turns them into creatures called engineers. And they're basically indestructible unless you cut this little parasite back out of them. Any other wound will result in a mutation that makes them like stronger. Very At the beginning, the, the, there's a young girl in it that's part of the police force running around with a samurai sword, as you will. Um, she battles one of them and lops the top of its head off and immediately its brain heals back in with two machine guns for eyes. And this movie just goes from there in the realms of the absolute spectacular. Um, there's a bit where uh, Lass gets her legs cut off and because she's an engineer, the whole of the bottom half of her body turns into an alligator mouth and she's chasing a guy through a subway like this with a massive alligator mouth where her legs and a hoo-ha should be. Um, there's a bit where a guy gets his dick blown off <laughs> and because he's an engineer, the cock regrows into something that's about three foot long, uh, looks like a mangled salami and starts firing bullets <laughs> at people. Right. Um, and that's maybe about the first 20 minutes. Okay. And of course. Yeah, and it just goes and goes and goes with overboard, splatter, gore, craziness with regards to the film aesthetic as well because it's well shot for something that isn't massively well-funded. We mentioned Starship Troopers before and that aesthetic with the uh, the propaganda Mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff. This movie follows a very similar feel to... things like Starship Troopers and Robocop, where you get these random comedic kind of commercial breaks mm-hmm. that are really, really fucked up. Um, and also a little bit of the warriors in there mm-hmm. as well, all but be it a very over-sexualized warriors in that every time there's a police call out, it cuts to this petite uh, Japanese girl in like a PVC uh, police uniform with a hat tilted to one side, very high energy announcing the next police call and where you've got to go. And then it cuts back to the main movie. Like the the whole filmmaking of it is really good Mm. for for what it is, if that makes sense. Yeah, Um, I am The first time I saw this, Leighton showed me it, and that says a lot. (laughs) Yeah, okay, that explains it. I am I'm literally going to show my husband that for the poster alone and he will want to watch it. Anthony is a huge Japanese enthusiast and even the poster is going to get him straight away. Um, and I saw the girl you're referring to with the microphone. She looks awesome. It looks yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> I've, actually, I'm, it's one of the ones that I'm not familiar with as well. Me so. neither. Well, if it's come from Leighton, it must be horrendous. So. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it's brutal, but mm-hmm. like it, it, it's got to be seen to be believed. It yeah. really, really does. Just when you think they're kind of done, it just goes again and again and again in this weird sort of post-apocalyptic landscape where certain elements of humanity have dry grass, like the police force in it, the Tokyo Gore police, they are all in like pretty much full samurai, 
ceremonial samurai armor, but made out of Kevlar. Um, it's, it's just, I can't really say much more except just watch it and <laughs> thank me or go, mate, that's like an hour and a half of my life that I'm never going to get back. It's actually close to two hours long. It's an hour and 57 minutes of wow. this fucking insanity. So. To be fair, though, I did watch the first episode of that Lord of the Rings thing on uh, Prime and it was terrible, so I could probably do better than that. Uh, there's no fucking words for him grant honestly there's none i had to put up with it when we did the lord of the rings podcast so i was well behaved then yeah because we had a guest on i hope you said i don't hate the film i just don't like it. <laughs> the film about well, walking um, but yeah i'm not getting into it again um what a brilliant, fantastic, fantastical, fantastical choice. <laughs> oh, well, then. Yeah, it's got to be seen for the gimp with machine gun limbs. <laughs> Mate, I've just seen pictures of it. It looks awesome. <laughs> I literally have it right on the screen right now. Um, okay, then. So my last choice, I've saved this one for last because my sister's going to kill me for picking this. <laughs> And when I said, when I mentioned, is this a, would you class this as a B movie? My future brother-in-law turned around and went, it's just a shit movie. <laughs> it's that, it's, it's title has a two in it, but yet there's not a first one, right? So it has two in the title, yet there's not a first one. The, um, the director and writers are Italian director and writers. The cast is American. There is an absolute huge language barrier right in the middle there. It is from, where are we, 1990, it's Troll 2. <laughs> I fucking love this film so much. The dialogue is terrible. The script is fucking horrendous. The acting is just sheer brilliance of terribleness. Is it this, um, is it this one or the first one that got voted the worst movie ever made? There's not a first one. It's just a second one. There's no troll one. It's just troll two. Right. Isn't so? Is this the one where the trolls in the apartment building? They're not really trolls either. They're more like like grassy monster creature things. Right. Yes, and like some kind of ring that keep on twisting and yeah. Oh, yes, um, it's and it's the guy who stands there and goes, "They're gonna they're eating him, and then they're gonna eat me." oh no that's that's the length of the dialogue um the dad who constantly keeps shouting we do not piss on hospitality um it's really terrible but really fantastic at the same time <laughs> but yeah it doesn't have a first there's no troll one so don't go looking for it because you ain't gonna fucking find it there's just troll two um yeah i remember, I remember getting bored of the worst actual movie that was ever it's made, the I worst believe. film yeah oh i totally can 100 percent see that um if when you go into it on on google the room is like the next film it's like if you want to watch any, if you want to watch this we recommend this and it's the room <laughs> But, isn't it, but basically, isn't there a little blonde lass in it that acts all creepy as well? And like pinpricks people and stuff like that? Or am, am I talking about a total different film? Or am I just, oh, I don't think I that's just, the case. Was I just high at the time or something? I don't know. Yeah. They are, they are troll looking. Like the people, like the, they are, they, I just, there's a lot of green mossy shit going on as well. I remember that because he used to like, like things used to look too about it. Freaked us out watching as a kid. But I just never yeah. knew what kind of went on. 
Um, yeah, the, the, the Oh, grass. no, there, there is Troll. This is Troll and Troll 2. Troll was I don't done think in, they've got anything to do with each other. Possibly, because <laughs> Troll was done in 1986. Yeah. And then Troll 2 was done in 1990. Oh, fucking hell, I'm seeing the pictures of Troll 2. Jesus. I think they are the same thing, but just completely different movies but completely uh, different yeah. yeah like there's there's no follow like there's no starting point to this it's just troll two <laughs> you see the picture there's troll one look at that yeah. troll troll look at that troll <laughs> <laughs> i had to pick it though when i was like because when we're going through the list of like films i was like it's troll two would you cast troll two i was like i don't care i'm having troll two on there i remember watching it a couple of years ago is when i went through um a stage of italian horror um and this came up and only because the the director is italian i think i watched demons the same night as well so that i went from like that to demons and demons is like unreal absolutely unreal film um i nearly picked night of the demons as my last choice but because I've only ever seen it once and I didn't quite get it, I was like, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna put it on there because I do want to watch it again and give it another chance. But yeah, I had to go with Troll too. Go and watch it, people. It's okay. I'm just fucking horrendous. Can, see if I can give people a treat here. Bear with me. Like I'll, I'll keep selling it for them, Sam. I'm just gonna see if I'm getting there. Watch Troll too. It's so bad. <laughs> it's so I'm just bad. Reading you love the it. Plot synopsis here. The how how to avoid having to do any sort of gore or splatter. The plot concerns a family pursued by vegetarian yes! goblins who seek to transform them into plants so that they can eat them. That's yes! amazing. You know, yeah. Oh my God, we can't afford to have this guy's arm ripped off. What are we going to do? Turn him into a fucking cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> I've just I've just dropped an image on the actual thing now. <gasps> there they are. There's the fucking oh trolls. <laughs> There's the trolls, the vegetarian trolls. I just remember a lot of because it was a couple of years ago I watched it, and because on Michaela's recommendation as well, <laughs> there was a lot of a lot of green mossy stuff around. I'm just repeating Sam's picture with the trolls now. That's all you're gonna be known as the troll girl. The troll girl. Um, it's yeah. the if you ever watch a, a a list of movies that are terrible, this one will always come up, and you will always see the guy who shouts, "They're eating him, and then they're gonna eat me." Um, because it's the worst play. The acting is. It's so bad, but because the Italians didn't get it, mm -hmm. they thought they were doing a good job. Oh God, damn it! <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's this documentary as well about um, the whole filming of it, and, like how terrible the production was and such like that. But how lovely the cast are, because the cast are all Americans, mm -hmm. and they like they really like thought they were doing a good job. The guy who plays the dad, uh, George Hardy, is just. He's just fantastic in it. His lines are some of the best lines you'll get in a film ever. The fact that he keeps saying piss on hospitality. We do not piss on hospitality. Oh, um, I, love it. I love it. Please go and watch Troll 2. Go and how this movie ends, and that is the most fucking insane thing I've ever heard in my Honestly, life. Honestly, Grant, I generally think you would like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, uh, screw Kelly Brook butt naked. I'm watching this right now. Yes. <laughs> I think it's on YouTube as well. <laughs> to be fair, though, we're going to get loads of complaints after this podcast because people are going to watch these movies and go, What the fuck were you smoking recommending this shit? <laughs> oh, we never said, like, I mean, I think you'll like it, but don't hold me responsible. 
be responsible for your own actions and your own watching your own watching views <laughs> it's not my fault you watched it <laughs> they made me but yes exactly now this that's been quite fun i, I didn't enjoy, expect to enjoy it as much as i have <laughs> I was just like I say I was bordering line on my picks I was like because I could have gone with Elvira and mm-hmm. um, given that she is the poster girl to this this episode but I didn't see Elvira as mm-hmm. as a B movie because there was there's a lot more into it than than I would categorize as a B movie and also I'm saving that for I'm saving that for a rainy day <laughs> um but the, I'd say there's honorable mentions as well I think uh one of that almost made the list was uh Army of Darkness but I think Grant brought it up before and nailed it perfectly so I didn't think I could do it as as good as justice as what what's been said before Mm. Um, I don't know if anyone else has any honourable mentions. Do, obviously, um, eight-legged freaks, which didn't get brought up in the list because I feel like I've talked to death about how much I fucking love that film. Um, oh gosh, did I have any more? It didn't make the list. Um, no, I think it was eight-legged freaks, and obviously, Night of the Demons. I was very torn between that and Troll Two, mm-hmm. but like I say, I've only ever watched it once, and I didn't give it me full attention. Mm-hmm. Um. Ghoulies as well. I was gonna think about, but I think we talked about it about uh, on when we done the Gremlins podcast or the Gremlins episode. Um, mm. It's along the lines where the the studios just went, "We need something to match Gremlins. We'll do Ghoulies." Uh, it was so bad and fantastic. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, there's there's so many things. I, another one I wanted to add on, but I wouldn't because I it's classic. I would it's it's a hard one, but I think. Just, but I think it's a brilliant movie, and uh, is the HG well HGG Wells uh, the time machine, um, the nineteen sixties version because like the post and everything was very B movie. The aspect was very yeah. B-movie. But I'd be hard put putting it as a B movie because it is a classic. That's the thing. Yeah. But I think aesthetically and like the Morlocks and stuff like that, I mm-hmm. think and everything is very. Uh, up there but then you could have added stuff like the clash of the titans and stuff like that and all yeah you could you could have opened a whole door up there with that one mm-hmm. i think um another oh, another one i was thinking of was uh hp lovecraft's uh reanimator yes yeah. um which i have a lovely beautiful poster on the, my back wall of that um it i would i don't know i i, I was torn i was mm-hmm. very torn with that one not because i don't love it just mm-hmm. because i didn't know it's so science fictiony and so weirdly beautiful that i didn't know if i could fit it into a b-movie category mm-hmm. that's the thing but i think we, like say when we do these topics and stuff like that we've still got millions of other things to do um, I know we're only on episode 88 of the podcast now. So. Only, just only. <laughs> and we're still finding these bullshits to talk to, but yes. Um, so yeah, that's our top that five B, B movies. So thank you, Grant, and thank you, Sam, for putting up for all the technical issues that we've had tonight. So that's Honestly, that's, it's all a learning curve. Yes, but like I say, trying to add new things to the to the thing so i hope you've enjoyed the video clips and like i say i'll try and make it work a little bit easier and better next time and you remember how happy you were on the second episode or the third one when we did the toys and you managed to put your images up (laughs) i can do that better now just the pictures just yeah i just remember how happy you were then (laughs) but um for anyone that doesn't know we are doing something a little bit special tomorrow so if you if you hadn't heard 
it's going to be a full day streaming event. Uh, it's going to be a mixture between Twitch and uh, the YouTube channel. So I think we're starting out at 11, where me and Jake yeah. are fi- facing off again, doing a Sonic 2 to see who can complete it within two hours. Some people said well, it's madness, it cannot be done, but I will make that fucking hedgehog my bitch tomorrow, trust me. Um, Then we are doing a little bit of uh, ghost hunting with uh, Phantasmophobia for a f- few hours. Uh, so um, might get some new faces and new people you haven't seen on. I think that's going to be on the Twitch channel. Then we are bringing it back to the YouTube where me, Sammy, and any fucker who has the balls to come on and talk to us and ask questions and answer our fucking questions as well. That'll be the thing. Yeah. Um, I think Grant's going to come on. I think Jake said he'll, he'll pop in. But anyone who's who wants to will have a bit of a crack for a few hours and see how that goes. Then uh, we're going to do some community games where we're going to play Fall Guys and uh, going to try and get a game of Among Us out the way as well. And then finish off with some more spooky ghost hunting uh, when it's dark, and so you can see Sam scream like a bitch. Because it's been, it's happened before. Actually, it happened before, but not on camera. <laughs> just in Paul's earlug when we were having a game, mm-hmm. and my husband decided to scare the shit out of us. <laughs> <laughs> we may actually see the debut of my my poor husband tomorrow. <laughs> Not on the podcast, but you won't be here at that time. But game wise, um, I'm really looking forward to the like obviously the podcast part, um, because it is our little baby. Yeah. Um, so don't be like, don't be mean. Don't come on, and give a shit. Well, <laughs> it's, it's easy. You can get muted. You can get put off. So don't worry. I'm not scared. Of you have the power to mute people, not me. <laughs> I've got to sit here and take it. <laughs> So many jokes there. <laughs> I see it honestly. Yeah. Don't worry, guys. She's wearing pants today. We've we've had confirmation. Sam is wearing pants. <laughs> it's really cold. <laughs> the weather's totally changed. It's really cold. <laughs> Definitely. But thank you for everyone who's been on the chat as well. Like I see, it seems like you've a bit had a little bit of a blast. And um, any new people that's been listening, any old people, um. Like say any feedback is is welcome. We are trying to re- improve all the time. Uh, you can pretty much find the podcast on any type of like availability. Uh, like say Charlotte's Book Club. Uh, the Twitch yep. channel we have mentioned. Um, uh, Instagram. Uh, like say the, the TikTok bullshit. Whatever the fuck that the kids are calling it these days. <laughs> Laura's TikTok. She's just doing a grand grand job of TikTok. Yeah. And just uh, just from myself. And obviously, Paul and Grant, the chat has been absolutely fantastic again tonight. Lee, you win punner of the night. Oh, I have I, I have you. been watching them out of the corner of my eye. That and I have tried my best not to burst out laughing. So, Lee, you win. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, Goodwill's going to throw his toys out of the pram now, isn't he? Um... Goodwill can. He didn't. He didn't come out with some cracking ones like Lee did. <laughs> yeah. Anything you want to finish off with, Grant? No, I don't think so. <laughs> you mentioned um, honourable mentions. There's one mention that I do have Uh-oh. to uh, shout out uh, for a local horror film because a small part of this horror film was filmed upstairs in the borough um, when I had the pub. It's a movie called DNR. Um, it was done by a load of filmmakers from Hartlepool and they just did a, a zombie movie around Hartlepool and actually made a bloody good job of it. Um, I'm 
pretty certain, certain that that's still available on YouTube. Um, so give it a search. It was by Colorywood Studios. Oh, right. um, oh they're definitely from a, Hartlepool. <laughs> yeah, from a, for a zero-budget local zombie film. They did a, a fucking stand-up job. So go and get that one. Watch support some local awesome. artists. Awesome. Yeah. See, I told you to upset a good release. all salty in the chat now. <laughs> So you should come up with better chat. puns then, shouldn't you? Just get rid of the porn bots that Grant seems to be bringing around. So yes, we'll, we'll need yeah. to investigate why the porn chat keeps coming around every time Grant's on. Grant. <laughs> it's just Grant's presence. I think we know. <laughs> but yes, Investigation uh, complete. <laughs> so hopefully see you guys tomorrow who can make it. Yeah. Like I say, hopefully like I say, we'll play some games. Um, but yeah, same bat time, same bat channel, guys. See you, Eddie, everyone. Bye. Bye.